All right. What's up, everybody? This is Austin with the Book of Austin Life of Detours podcast coming at you with the next episode with Mr. Jeff Groth over here. Say hi to the people, Mr. Jeff. What's going on, my man? How you doing? Hello, people. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, people? Yeah, we're here. Yeah. So Jeff is one of the coolest dudes I know. He's been with me ever since I moved to Dallas. He actually got me my first job over at The Rock. We'll come back to that here in a little bit. But before we start, I should probably go ahead and do my little spiel for you know the people. Let everybody know if this is their first episode, what the hell is actually going on here, you know? So the Book of Us and Life of Detours podcast is basically, I want to take what I did with my book. And uh, so what I did was I sat down with like my favorite friends and family. And I uh, basically, we told our stories together and I was able to get their, um, like their side of the story from the stories that I was going to be telling anyways. And uh, it, it ended up being really fun. I got a lot of information that I had forgot from the stories and things like that. And it just turned into like a really good sit down with a lot of good fun and drinking and smoking and hanging out, you know, and like something that could have been turned into a podcast, honestly, but it was a little bit before my time. So that's where the idea came from. And now I want to take that idea and go to people that aren't quite, you might actually end up in the book. I haven't talked to you about that, but we will talk about that later. But um I was People promised know. an episode, uh, at least a sentence in the first. Book. I think you've and then already you pushed me to like. Well, I think you might be in book four. <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of where I'm at now. Book but three either is way, where you're at right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, before we go any further, I'm gonna go ahead and crack this beer because yes, I'm sir. feeling the Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Nice. But yeah, so that's what we're going for. Is I'm just trying to sit down with people and kind of instead of telling. My where our stories are intertwined, you know, just kind of get you to tell me kind of a little bit about yourself. It's an open ended conversation where you just kind of get to tell whatever stories you want to and like things that kind of led you. So it's a life of detours. It's uh, you. Like I said, I am the product of all my precisely fallen life events. So everything that's ever happened to you led you to be sitting in this room by this fire with me for some reason or another. It's just how everything kind of landed and ended up. So that's what we're here to figure out is how that happened. I was, you know, I was raised by the streets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, grew up a very hard knock life. Yeah, his, uh, his, his street cred is through the roof right now. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm probably the, 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 the eldest person on the podcast so far. So um, I got it probably absolutely. a few years. Yeah. <laughs> probably got a few years. Yeah, you know, one or uh, two, yeah. 31 for the 10th year in a row, is it, or something like that? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, at least more than that. I was giving pop shit about that the other day at work because it was like his 60-somethingth birthday. 67th yeah. birthday, and he, yeah, and he really loves that chair. Fucking you know. right. Yeah, they, they gave him that chair with a balloon on it and a can of Spam, apparently, is some kind of inside running. I just wanted to put some, like, gold label, you know, like, <laughs> this is Pop's chair forever. Or give him, like, the just, little, like, what you have on your desk. Like, or a gold, he needs a gold remote, just nice. so he can change. So, for yeah. everyone listening, there's this, Ost and I both, we met each other through restaurants, and, you know, it's, this one restaurant we worked at, we had a regular who came every day for lunch. He'd get one beer, mm-hmm. take a couple hours on the beer. Mm-hmm. He'd leave, come back in a totally different set of clothes, yep. go back to his chair, mm-hmm. and watch four TVs at yep. the same time. He would drink a Bud Light throughout the day, one or two maybe, and then at the and whenever he come in at night, he would either have a Bud Light or he likes gin and tonics as well. And I, I mean, my work shifts were about 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. And... He would be, I'd be there, I'd open the restaurant, he'd be there, mm-hmm. and I'd be getting off. I'd be like, I'll see you tomorrow. And it, it, <laughs> it would just, or, or at nighttime, I'd come in at four o'clock, and I would even go to the other managers or staff, like, I go to Pops, I'm like, anything happening here today? What's been going on? It's like, well, yeah, the floor got slammed, and <laughs> <laughs> he's the 
official manager on the, Completely. On the floor. Completely. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, hey, I, I got some vacation time coming up. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to pull an extra shift. Oh, my life. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Wait, before we start, we do have to do a little thank you to uh, Anchor for helping uh, helping me get this podcast up and off the off the ground here. So Jeff, you were talking about doing a podcast long before I ever was. That's kind of, I think I don't, you know, you and I would just sit there at work, another previous restaurant. Yes. And we're yes. both big fans of Rogan, a lot mm-hmm. of other podcasts. And it's really in life podcastings. I grew up with music like everyone else, yeah, but I stopped listening to music in my car like 10 years ago. Oh, really? I was yeah. listening. So I lived in California mm-hmm. and if anyone out there, Knows traffic is brutal. Yeah. You know, my restaurant's about 10 miles from the house. I took a good hour and a half. Yeah, right. You know, or an hour yeah, of traffic yeah. every day mm-hmm. each way. So you just can you can only listen to so many tunes. Yeah. So you know, I discovered Adam Carolla. And I love listening. He was the number one podcast back in the day. I think I've heard of him through Rogan, actually. He yeah, he's actually. been a guest a couple times, and he's I, I really I'm a big fan of him because he was on TV and him and Jimmy Kimmel had uh, the man show. Which was oh, very popular. Yeah, and okay. So he started, he got fired from a radio show and then he started podcasting and mm-hmm. I was listening to it. But the funny thing is he gets these angry rants. So I'm like, I got to listen to something different. So mm-hmm. I tuned in Rogan. He's the Fear Factor guy. Yeah. It was my like, third episode. Yeah. I was listening when he was just oh, had really? an iPhone down, him and his buddy were climbing yeah, he around. Said like, they were doing it on a couch at first, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. He did in hotel yeah. rooms. He did it on flights. And yeah. So kind of like what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, you know, he got huge. And, I always enjoyed podcasting, and that's why I listen to predominantly my car. Mm-hmm. You know, even like for motivational, sometimes mainly all comedy and stuff yeah. just to pass traffic. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about all the time. I'm like, and I love to talk. If anyone doesn't know me, right, um, right, right. And I talk so much. I'm like, you know, I should just probably, you know, record you something. Put it on. Or you should throw put something it on. on. Recording. Yeah. Still have never done it to this day, so I'm going to use this experience this as my is your one first and done podcast. Ever, yeah, I didn't have to put any money into equipment. That's going to sit in my uh, closet. <laughs> Yeah, because you were talking about it, and you uh, it was whenever Isaac was with you, right? I think whenever Isaac was living with you. Yes, yes. So, so we had y'all's plan. We had I had his roommate who he was supposed to you know stay at my house for a month, kind of get back on his feet. Yeah, he was so cool. And still dude. one of the, one of my closest friends to this day. Yeah, he, he was the dishwasher at her work, and they was like, "This is it." The dishwasher, basically kitchen manager. Yeah, like, he really floor was. Manager, he'd go out and talk to guests. All he was the security. Time shit, security. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. You know, Isaac's like six foot what? Seven, six, 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 seven, six? something. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he, tall as hell. He's a big yeah. dude. Yeah, and and he can like handle himself mm-hmm. too. He he grew up in Florida. So he, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, he he moved in with me because I had an extra room for like a month. Yeah. Then the pandemic started. Right. And I'm like, well, it was, it ended up being great because at least I had someone during quarantine to like talk to every day, Uh play video games, drink beers, whatever, not get in trouble. And, and talk and, about another conversationalist right there, dude. Oh, that, yeah. he can talk just as much as me. Oh, that's so that's why him and I, like, yeah, we, we totally got along as roommates. I'm like, dude, just stay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so he loved me for going for a year. But we'd always, we just have these incredible conversations. Like, why didn't we film that? Bro? Yeah. Why didn't we talk about that? You, you know, whatever not. This, bro. You yeah. know, so usually inebriated, but mm-hmm. it. So that's kind of where that conversation you and I always talked about. You know, start one. And you're like, hey, I'm gonna be, I started a podcast. And yeah. Called me up. I'm like, want to be on it? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, because uh, I was going to actually have you on as my first guest. But whenever I started doing the uh, 
they're getting to know Austin parts and things like that. And then I had a couple of buddies come into town and whatnot. And like, they were like, dude, I want to be on the podcast. So like, it kind of, kind of pushed you back, but I'm kind of glad that I did because those, I had to kind of work out the kinks first. You know? Well, and so, we got this awesome fire. We got, yeah. you know, set it I don't up think this is going to win any better, honestly. Yeah. yeah we, we, we took care of the good. beeping noise. And for everyone yes. that's listening to the uh, podcast, that listened to the previous episodes, <laughs> I'm sitting in my car and the first, like one episode was Nick. Yeah. And God, dude, I love yeah, I had to go to write to that one because yeah, I'm like, course. I haven't seen the guy in forever, mm-hmm. and it's, it's Nick. We all work together, yeah. you know. And I'm listening to it. And I keep in hearing boop, boop, and I'm not like I had a flat tire because I'm listening all the way up in my car, and I'm like turning my t- thing down, yelling at my car, turning it back up. I'm like, oh, I realized it was either you or Nick. Yeah. Then I spent the rest of the episode not listening to what you're saying. But waiting for that popping noise and trying to determine which one of you I'm going to yell at. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody's over there fidgeting with something. And I looked at the video and I still haven't found exactly what it is. I think it was one of us playing with a beer tab or something like that, maybe. But I don't know. Apparently, there are sounds in my podcast that irk some people. And uh, the the really big one was the uh, fire alarm in my house has been going dead for the last... I want to call it six months and me and Logan here are noise blind to it. So I don't even hear it anymore. And like, uh, you called me last night <laughs> and the second that we, we got on, like started talking, it started beeping and he was like, that's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. He's like, you need a nine volt battery to take care of this shit. And I was like, dude, I think I have one, but I don't know. And, uh, he was like, dude, I'm just going to bring you one tomorrow. So first thing we did whenever he got here. Pop that nine volt in. Put a nine volt in there. And, yeah. and it, it, I'm so appreciate how kind you were because it was more like you answered the phone and said, do you hear that beeping noise? I need you to get a chair right <laughs> fucking now. Go up there, unplug it. <laughs> and I was like, no, dude, I know exactly what you're it's talking about. It's a great about. episode, I but I keep on hearing boop. Oh, man. <laughs> and what's funny is apparently Kristen heard it too. And like a couple, like now that I've noticed it, like uh, now that he's told me, nobody else told me. Nobody said anything about it. It's been in the podcast for probably every episode, I would say. We all drew straws. We got together. We drew straws. I was the lucky one. Who's going to tell? He's going to listen to you. Who's going to tell? Somebody (laughs) fucking tell him, please. (laughs) Just like, I got it. I'm his man. And we're we're saying that as we have a fire next to the mic. So we're popping of, you know, (laughs) so someone else is going. That's a good little crackle, though, I think. That's more of like, not a little like, boop. Oh, I'll take this crackle above the boop any day. Okay, cool. Or the jug noise or whatever it is. Whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, listeners, we're working out the uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we're still in the beginning stages. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) We're not sitting on a couch or anything, but we're still, we're getting in there. I just want to make sure this is turned up a little bit. So, yeah. um, (laughs) Now we got the intros done. That was so funny, dude. That was so funny last night whenever you called me because you were like, you were like a little pissed about it. Like, yeah, I'm sitting there like in my office about it. trying to listen and take, you know, notes and, you know, so I get a good guest. Yeah. And boop. <laughs> I, I can, I can see him in there with a little eye twitch. Like, <laughs> like it's just driving, like the hair starting to stand up on your head. And it was a like, full blown body maneuver at that point. Yeah. You know? And, I, you know, I kind of crammed, like, three episodes into one sitting. Nice. So, yeah. you know, enough booping and beepings and stuff, you know, like, yeah. we got to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll get back to what the podcast is supposed to be. I do like having, like, the little, like, bullshit at the beginning, especially whenever I'm doing my, like, little intro and, like, doing my little thank yous to, like, Anchor and stuff and whatnot because, I mean – I'm not, I'm not really big on like promoting things. Like I've had a couple of people, like since I started writing the book and stuff, like I've had a couple of different 
companies hit me up on Instagram and whatnot and be like, hey, we want to send you stuff and like you promote it on your site and stuff like that. And first off, half the time, the shit that they send you is crap. The last place that sent me some shit, the, the rings started turning my fingers green like immediately and shit like that. And like, these are like fucking $80 rings. And like they're sending them to me, like I I send them like the shipping, which is like twenty bucks or whatever. They send me like three rings, mm-hmm. and that's like it's like two hundred and fifty dollars worth of shit, and it's like a ten dollar piece of garbage. You know what I mean? So right. I'm like I'm not gonna fucking promote. I've that. never had that yeah. problem. No one's just sent me stuff before <laughs> to say, hey, try this out, talk to people. It's about happened it. a couple of times, I yeah. suppose. But the the big one that happened was this this ring that I actually have on now, the thirteen ring that I get a lot of compliments on. Actually, that was from a company called Brute Impact, but. Um, I posted a couple of pictures about it, and they just never posted my pictures. So 13, like, obviously, the Book of Ostin has the 13 logo. All and ironically, had 13 lines. I mean, I remember yeah. when it came out, and totally explaining me the, the process. Like, yeah. So were you number 13 in, like, football? And I was not, or? actually. I didn't even know that the 13 was a part of my, you know, like, my story or anything like that until, you know, like, well after – like college and graduation and everything like actually till i moved to texas i started writing the book and stuff i started noticing it but so i was born on the 13th my social security is made up completely of 13s in a certain way i'm not i wouldn't advise put here. that out in the, yeah. in the, in the ether but. so there's a certain way if you look at my social security number it's all 13s and then like the last couple of places i lived were like 1301 1308 and like whenever i first started writing the books the first couple of chapters all came out to 13 13 pages and then now the book is 13 chapters, which just kind of happened. Have you gone to Vegas or anything? Have you dropped 13 on roulette? No, I have not. I should totally do something yeah, like that. It, though, it yeah. just sounds like it. Mm-hmm. it's following you that way. You might as well test the luck. Yeah, really, though. Yeah. But it's just kind of there. You know what I mean? But um, And it's also, I mean, it's that number that, like, it irks some people. You know what I mean? But it's a lucky number. It's people, considered a lucky like number. Yeah. I read that online yeah. not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the whole history of 13. Yeah, I can't remember a thing I read. I swear but I read it was very interesting <laughs> when I read it. Yeah. You know, so I've always been a fan of 13 too. Yeah. You know, not, it's not my number, but I, I don't consider it unlucky. Yeah. But, you know, the poor astronauts in Apollo 13 probably think right. they differ. Yeah, they, they so, differ, of course. You know, yeah. I, I'm sure it can go both ways. And the I'm sure the number that, 12 is the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then the people that don't put 13s on, uh, in like the elevators and stuff like that. Do you know that that's a thing? Yes. Yeah. That is a thing. Yeah. Like there's just some people that are just scared of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Which of course I don't know if I'm going to test the waters with a whole building on the 13th floor so I can understand right, while yeah. we're just going to say, you know what, we're just going to forget this. Yeah. So like the, end of the day, it's just a number. I think it was actually on Rogan where he was talking about what they do is they take, um, the, the things and they'll make them 12 things long, like the, the, where the buttons are, mm-hmm. it'll be like, Four to eight, and then twelve, and then they'll start back at fourteen. Like they'll just not even. Oh, uh, they just there's not thinking the general there. public won't pay attention yeah, to it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's like, some really smart, smart people out there. Yeah. When you think real. about it. Yeah. Or the rest of the people are just dumb. You know that yeah. th- that's definitely true. <laughs> you know, we've all driven on the freeway, but <laughs> especially in Texas. But I think there's just some dude in a boardroom at an elevator company, and <laughs> the CEO's company. like, "Jim, that's an excellent idea. He's Let's like, put him in groups so we just kind of move over." Good job, Jim. It's like, I keep getting these calls about this number 13. Yeah. What are we going to do here, guys? Pitch me ideas. <laughs> right, right, right. What do we do here? You know, the sad thing for the listeners yeah, is we could probably talk about the number 13 for two hours and be like, oh, hey, about, where were you born? I'm we like, could literally talk about some bullshit for two or three hours. Yeah. It's what we did at work. Yeah. But, you know. So let's go ahead and just hop right back into it. So Jeff Groff, you are from California, right? Like originally, were you born in California? So I was born in uh, like outside of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The suburbs. It's why I'm a Cleveland right. Browns fan. Yes, you know okay. I didn't just pick the you know 
the yeah, I can't imagine yeah. why you would. Yeah, every every twenty years I get a a good season and, yeah. and I just wait and for you death. Live off of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a reason why I, I like uh, the Cleveland Browns and the Indians, um, formerly the Indians. Uh, no, I was born in Cleveland, um, and my dad uh, had one of those jobs. We call it working for the circus. He worked for uh, Six Flags oh, theme nice. parks, and so we kind of moved all over the country as a kid. You know, I I'm actually more from Texas than I'm from anywhere else because I moved after cleveland we moved to texas so i grew up here for about three years really yeah wait kid. DFW arlington. Or what? arlington what it's even funny when i moved out out here as an adult mm-hmm. i was told my dad hey dad you know my job's transferred me to texas from washington and uh i'm gonna move in i think i'm gonna move to arlington he's like oh it's a great city it's one of the bubble i'm gonna yeah. get and then i get here then i'm like uh, uh, we haven't lived here in 30 years, yeah, <laughs> 40 years, whatever it is. It's not the same. 40 years. Yeah. I'm like, it's not the same Arlington it used to be. Yeah. For That's everyone funny. listening, yeah. Arlington is the Anaheim of Texas. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Anaheim is where Disneyland is at in um, California. Right. The Angels. Okay. Yes. They're not they're, they're not the Los Angeles Angels. They're the Anaheim Angels. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Firm That's what you're calling. Okay, yeah. But uh, Anaheim and Arlington, I, I, I'll mistake it all the time. People are like, oh, where do you live? I'm like, Anaheim. Arlington or it's the same city to me yeah is it because it's just like a tourist destination kind of they both got theme parks they both got sports stadiums they both have very similar looks to the houses to interest just the general area if you went to both areas you know Mm -hmm. one's got in and outs the other one doesn't yeah you know so okay yeah so wait did your dad move here because he worked on yeah so he start he was at six flags over texas here yeah and then um a lot of people don't know after i think i was about four or five years old, and we moved to Michigan, okay. uh, Flint, Michigan, the famous nice. where the water is. A lot of people where the Flint tropics are. Where, right? where the Flint tropics are. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know there was a Six Flags park in Flint, Michigan. Really? Six Flags Auto World. Wow. It was an indoor park, mainly um, automotive related mm-hmm. and, you know, museum, but they had some attractions, rides, and yeah. some stuff. But and this it, is the 80s? Uh, this 80s? would be the early 80s. Okay. That's how. <laughs> and <laughs> not to date you a little bit but no that's okay <laughs> and uh we we lived there and that's the famous time aroundabouts where general motors closed our main plant in flint michigan yeah and the entire city you know went unemployed mm-hmm. and that's before the water crisis you know right yeah. so we we they, the six flags park didn't last long mm-hmm. about three years really and we left there and then made our way to california mm-hmm. and where he went to Magic mountain and nice. uh that kind of became my home yeah. you know i i will say before i'm a texan or ohioan or a michigan i'm more of a californian i mean yeah. i was there from eight till i think i left right before i turned you know like 38 39. oh wow okay yeah I, like I 30 was, years almost yeah i lived there a long time well i came to the note you know the idea which many other people have mm-hmm. is uh i don't want to pay those prices anymore yeah right yeah that's it's a big thing now, dude. Everybody's coming this way, just mainly based on that and politics, I think. Well, you don't make that much more money out there in the restaurant business. You don't. Right. And it's it's roughly the same as here. Yeah. And your money goes so much further. Yeah. You know, I was living in downtown L.A., paying an exorbitant amount for, like, this place where there's bums out front. Yeah. And, and you're living in a shoebox, probably. And you have to pay $30 to park at the, the one grocery store down there at the time. What? You know? And it, it, so I got to the point where things led to life. I'm like, you know, I'm leaving the state. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, as an adult, I moved to um, uh, Washington State, nice. where I lived for uh, four years, mm-hmm. and you know, got back into rest, stone restaurants up there. And yeah, 
you know, I was a general manager of this restaurant right outside Seattle. So did you start, like, whenever you graduated from high school, did you go to college? Or? I tried. Okay, so to go back, yeah. you know, I grew up in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always just wonder how people end up getting stuck. Well, I'd say stuck in the service industry, but you just make so much money. It's flexible and things like it's, that, but, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, I tried college, mm-hmm. and I was a horrific student. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I barely got through high school. Yeah. And I barely went to high school. Oh, really? And it yeah. just wasn't because I, I'm ADHD. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. You know, it, it was the most boring thing in the world to me. I'm never not a hard worker. Yeah. I've always, I'd rather be out working and doing what I got to do in life than I'm not a book student. Yeah. Which, which is funny. The older I get, the more I'm like, you know, I could take a class or two. Yeah. Or I could, I'd probably be much more successful. Well, you're the kind of guy that you'd look things up and you learn things on your own, I've noticed. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't need something on the wall that says I paid a lot of money for and I'm glad I did too because with student loans and everything is that yeah I can't stick with anything I have a hard time you know yeah so restaurants just by nature yeah yeah. so (laughs) restaurants I started like right my senior high school and it just worked out great I mean there's pretty girls everywhere I'm having fun I'm the best people I've ever met in my life Mm -hmm. and in restaurants yeah and it's weird not to like kind of quote your hero Matthew McConaughey it's like you know, I keep on getting older and older and everyone stays the same, same age. age yeah. And you know, <laughs> being in management now, it's funny because the people you work with are your friends. Yeah. And even being a manager, I mean, you know, being in the restaurant business, I started as, you know, from as a buster dishwasher. Yeah. And worked all my way to GM to even, you know, regional director. Yeah. So, you know, I, I enjoy the industry. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed serving too. I was happy to get out of it, you know, yeah. and that lifestyle. I, I had to become a manager, so I at least spent... The bulk of my day at work. Yeah, right. Because if, yeah. you know, idle, idle hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the serving days, you know, I, ha- I had to get into management to uh, to make more, you know, my career was better too, and I did better, you know, money and whatever not. Yeah. And I enjoy managing restaurants. Yeah. I, I, I hate, I'm coming from the, almost that old school. When my first started restaurants, back in the day where managers would throw things at you, and this, the HR things I've seen are just, and there's a switch in time yeah. where the world kind of woke up and went, you can't do that you anymore. You can't talk to people like that, bro. Exactly. Yeah. And in, a common thing to do, if the cooks had to stay later or something, you go get a couple 12 packs and go, here, you can drink it while you're you know, working, do whichever you got to do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think I was 18 and working in the kitchen mm-hmm. and my GM going, here's Corona. You know, I'm like, what's this for? He's like, oh, drink it. Drink it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. So, <laughs> that, are you 18 or something? That was the old way of rest, <laughs> but you also got, you know, beat up way harder. Yeah. You know, and, and how you were treated and such. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird to see that switch and then when i went to management i always said i'm never going to be that person mm-hmm. I, I i mean i wanted to be the cool guy yeah which i found out didn't quite 100 work right yeah. <laughs> people walked over me real quick and mm-hmm. lost a couple jobs by just not being a strong manager but then i kind of found that equilibrium yeah you know where i could be cool but i also be like hey do your stuff mm-hmm. now don't piss me off which has definitely worked for me for sure yeah because we have a very good like uh we have a very good like friendly relationship as well but whenever we were at work like there was there was still that you're still my manager you know yeah i'm still the boss yeah <laughs> a lot of friends you know it's like i don't want to overstep that and yeah. it's cool but you know it's not breaking the cardinal rule it's not like i hang out with all my staff but certain people you and i've always been friends yeah I'm like hey you, you know you want to go grab beer or play a game of pool mm-hmm. you know just kind of talk about work half the time yeah that's really what we'd does, be doing yeah. we just talking about new ideas and how to get more people in the bar or designing yeah. a menu item mm-hmm. whatever not the guy that will actually listen and talk to his staff is was probably my favorite part about you as far as management goes. Yeah. That and I bust everyone's tables. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're actually out there in the mix of the shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't stop. And that's what I like about the restaurant hospitality business. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't sit in an office. Yeah. Or I, I've tried a couple times. Yeah. It doesn't work. Um, and then, you know, you're, you know, to kind of go back, um, I was really interested in cars growing yeah. up, and I had several race cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried my hand at being a mechanic, even though I always, you know, worked a restaurant job at night because a race car habit is apparently more expensive than a crack habit. Oh, yeah. I've so I had I threw suitcases of money in Mustangs. Yeah. <laughs> and to the point where I'm like, I probably should have bought a house or two or three. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I tried working for Ford, you know, and I was a mechanic and I did okay. You know, I was learning, I was young, I was a yeah. boy, but I was, I'd make, I'd make a great one. Yeah. And back to those standards. I remember when I graduated high school, I had my own apartment. I had a race car, I had a brand new truck. Nice. I mean, I, I did well for myself. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, on five days a week, I was, you know, wrenching on cars. Yeah. And then three days, three, four nights a week, I was either bartending or serving or, you know, whatever not. Yeah. So, uh. It, it, I've done, I did decently. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and that's why I kind of always stuck with the business. I mean, I'm never going to get rich, but I've, I've never been poor. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I've, I've always had food in my fridge. Yeah. And, and a place of like a roof yeah. over your head. Don't get me wrong. I've always sweated some bills here and there, but of course, I've yeah. always done well enough. Yeah. In fact, okay. you know, I have the great love of my life now. She, <laughs> we've been together for uh, a year. We've been living together for last year, mm-hmm. and she's she's in charge of the finances. That's probably for the best. It yeah. is, and it's yeah. amazing. I'll look at my bank account every now and go, "Wow, how did you save all this money?" <laughs> you'd be like, "Because you're not drunk buying samurai swords on Amazon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your house was like a bachelor, like paradise, like with the the Star Wars gear and all the the posters and everything, and like, yeah, yeah I was the forty year old virgin without being the virgin. Yes, right. Yeah. Of course, yeah, people yeah. walk in and be like, "Wow, that's a." Full Darth Vader complete. Wow, where'd you get this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the 40-year-old version if you worked in the service industry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And the best part is she's allowed me to keep most of the Star Wars stuff up. That's good stuff. Yeah. And I even got to sit with and We're both the same age. Mm-hmm. And so, but she's never seen Star Wars. Yeah. So, it's funny. We took a vacation and um, I took off work between jobs. Mm-hmm. Um we were working together. Yeah. <laughs> we went from that fine dining restaurant and I took, I decided to take the month of December off. Yeah. And we sat down and watched the entire saga. And she's like, this is really good. Yeah. I was, in, I really regret the portion of spoiler alert when uh, Vader says, I am your father. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I should have grabbed the camera. I should have got filmed a reaction because she had no idea. Oh, nice. So it's like, you know, we're talking to someone, you know, it's like grown adult. Yeah. Yeah. That's grew up through that entire time frame. The mm-hmm. world, she had no idea that Luke was Vader. That's you know, so kid. cool, dude. Yeah. Get to so see and it was funny to time. even hit that and her go, what? And she looked at me. She's like, hit pause. He's lying. <laughs> we got to talk about this. What's going on here? <laughs> and I'm cracking up going, damn it. I should have done it. Like one of those YouTube reactions. Mm-hmm. But no, she allows, allows me to keep all the Star Wars toys up and it's yeah. cool. But, you know, we'll say other things. We do have a live life love poster we do have nice oh, couch yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lady in the house now yeah, yeah you know i actually got a you know yeah. my my hamper basket for i've been living alone for years mm-hmm. other than like say isaac or yeah. the only times i had roommates was because it was lonely yeah or i just wanted someone to hang out in years with mm-hmm. so are you you are a fan you do help people out a lot i'll give you that too yeah. i do have a big heart you know i try yeah. to you know if someone needs it i've always been there yeah. like hey i got a couch or mm-hmm. eat out of my fridge but <laughs> anyways, so yeah, living alone forever. Like I, my, I didn't know there was a hamper. 
I thought yeah. it was just you open the lid of the washing machine. I just kept on just throwing my clothes in there. there. Yeah. Well, it's time to go. Just close and hit start. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. You know, having significant other, she's like, yeah, we don't do that. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to sort. I'll just do it from now on. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I conned my way uh, out of uh, two seconds. Let's see. Okay. So uh, actually, on that note, we're going to go ahead and take a break because we are coming up on the 30-minute mark. But we will keep that, that spot in mind right there because I do want to talk about that some. But uh, so we're going to go ahead and hit a pause. I'm going to hit a, uh, another beer and I'm going to say bye to the lady Kristen because she's got to go to her first day of work today and it's going to be really cool and she looks really pretty. So, all right, I will see you in a second. There's going to be a weird little beef and then we'll be back. Boop. All right, and we're back. Um, I totally forgot what the fuck we were talking well, about. You know, the today, best yeah. part is when everyone's <laughs> listening. They're like, okay, we're going to take a break. Boop, we're back. So um, <laughs> I swear, yes. what were we talking about? <laughs> Uh, did we take something? It's literally like a beep. Like, I just throw one beep in there. I don't have, like, the little music or anything on the in-between. Like, it's literally... We'll work on that, man. Don't worry. I think you've already improved. Yeah, the, uh, the non-smoke detector, uh... Yeah, okay. We're we're improving. You're improving, I should say. Yes. Again, you know, I didn't really thank you. Um, it's an honor to be on, dude. It really is. And we were talking when we took a break right now to get some more wood for the fire. Yeah. I was like, I can understand why... I mean, you have to use Rogan because the biggest talk show in the world. Yeah. I've listened to almost every episode. Yeah. And you can really hear some people's voices that are not like comedians are used to it. Mm-hmm. You'll get some like real like, PhDs or whatever. Yeah. And some people are even just like, oh, they're nervous. And yeah. I can understand because just sitting here, you're like one of my closer friends in the world. Mm-hmm. And for the last three years. And it's like just here in the mic and there's like a camera. And yeah. I'm like, Okay, this is kind of weird, man. Yeah. Is this when you ask me for a raise? I swear, yeah, for real, though. Yeah. Or, well, I'm actually, I'm not your boss anymore, so we're allowed to hang out. Legally. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I guess, you know, talking about, you know, my life, uh, kind of skipping yeah. around like I always do. Well, that's the thing about it. It is the Life of Detours podcast. So I've detoured. Detours, yeah, throughout. Yeah, and I think that's partly, I think I have an effect on that, but I think it's also the fact that uh, people I have on, like, you, you're my friend, so obviously we're going to have a little bit of, like, fuck around, you know what I mean? Like People yeah. are like, what the hell are they talking about? This guy that sits at some place that watches... Yeah. <laughs> well, all the good podcasts that I listen to are exactly like that. Like, I'll, like, they'll start out on a topic, and then we'll, like, be halfway through, and I'll be like, what the fuck are we talking about? But, like, I've been listening to it the whole time, and I'm, like, fully into it, and I'm like, how did we get here? Like, what are we doing here? But or you're it. listening to a podcast and you're like, wait, what are they talking about? I, I'm zoning off. I do just that too. Hearing... Yeah. I actually did that today. I was listening to the Sunny podcast in the shower and I was like, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I'm so glad you told me that because I'm a huge It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yes, I fan. I will give them a plug. Uh, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast is absolute gold, dude. It is so funny. They What they wanted to do is they wanted to sit down and like watch an episode and then talk about the episode, but it, they end up barely talking about the life of detours. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. I, I can only imagine just being the fly in the wall in that room when they're writing an episode. <laughs> yeah. Just between like that, South Park. I mean, there's a couple shows oh, yeah. I would just love oh. to sit in and being someone who's a huge student of comedy mm-hmm. and I've, you know, done a little bit of stand-up. Mm-hmm. And oh, really? yeah. 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 Life is, you know, detours. The detours yeah. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> You've seen me at work. Yeah. You know, I'm very, to people who don't know me, um, again, I'm always high in energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> naturally, oddly and, enough. Yeah. And during very tense times in restaurants, especially when people are, you know, freaking out, we're on a huge weight, someone's yeah. having a heart attack, and kitchen cook's about ready to murder some. something's always going on. Always. And I've always found out my way of kind of rolling it off everyone's back, going, all right, chill. Mm-hmm. 
or doing something to make them laugh on a tense situation, yeah, kind of most of the time, not all the time, mm-hmm. alleviate. Yeah, then, then my voice comes out. All right, well, fuckers, really. I'm going to fire every person in yeah. this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a couple of different gears that he can do there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen him full blown mad? I worked with you at Muchacho, bro. I definitely saw that. Oh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, so to get back to all the restaurant owners out there, don't don't hire a GM. Don't give him any help and force him to work ninety plus hour work weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I think I was getting short. My temperament. It was getting oh, very short. Dude, definitely. In the well, when you were at about ninety hours on the week, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think there was a couple days too because I was just to track my own hours after like month one. Mm-hmm. I would clock in on the Aloha legitimately in the morning, and I clock out at night as a manager. You don't have to clock yeah. in around and nighttime. And I think I got to like it was like eighty-seven hours by Thursday. Jeez, <laughs> it was a dude, Monday yeah. through Sunday work there. Something crazy. Yeah, well, I remember you'd be there all day, and then you'd go home to sleep for three, four hours and be back at, like, six or something. You know? Or I'd go home, take my laptop, and do payroll or schedules from home. Yeah. You yeah, know. this dude was not sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it definitely showed after a while. And that's what, because Kristen hadn't really known you that much, and she was working with us. And then after we all quit, and, uh, uh, like, she, we saw you after that, and she's like, dude, this is the real Jeff. Like, this yeah. is a totally different person. Look I remember it was... Him. I yeah. think it was your guy's anniversary, and we were babysitting for yes, you. Yes, yeah. And I remember her coming over, and we all had a couple glasses of wine, and and she sat down. She's like, "Wow, Jeff, you're like calm." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah actually, I feel I feel good right I'm now. I'm a normal human being once I. Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, but yeah, uh, definitely the restaurant life. But yeah, yeah. college um, did not work well for me. Yeah, um, right, right, right. I think we had made it to when you were moving to Seattle. Yeah, we could probably go back a little bit. Uh, you have such a good, uh, like, I don't know, just your voice. A good it's presence really, like, for it. Yeah, good I think we all established that yeah. we walked in where he's like, hey, it's really you know, you need yeah. to, uh, you know, like, I lay talk up. Well, like, I, I tell like, everybody. I lay in bed and I, I listen to both of y'all, but I hear you. Yeah, I nice. hear you more. There you go. That, that's that's uh, Logan's nice way of saying, Jeff, just turn it down. No, 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 no. no I'm leaving no, the house. Not for the podcast. No, you got to keep that same I'm energy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a special guest, Mr. Logan. Logan, Sarah, yes. The one-armed man, yes. Yes, yes. I, I love the first time I met him, he came to the restaurant, and you're like, this is my best friend, Logan, because yeah. you've talked about him, mm-hmm. but it was a good year before I met him. Yeah. He never came to the old restaurant. No, so, yeah. How many places have we worked together? what so wherever place i go sure to now, even yeah. currently today mm-hmm. i'm just starting a you know i'm a month in at my new job you and kristen were the first people i call do you want a job mm-hmm. uh, this is this is the gig yeah <laughs> and you're like nah, it's too far it to was drive. super tempting but the drive was what got it for me but yeah it's okay um, but yeah the, so the odds are it'll yeah. work for me again at <laughs> well hopefully not hopefully so, you yeah. get big big enough for you don't have to yeah right that. you guys uh fucking do the podcast do the support stuff like that and whatnot and like well uh, we'll get this bitch going and then i won't work in in uh in restaurants anymore and then i'll help him get his podcast going and then he won't work in restaurants anymore <laughs> you know my dumb ass would probably make enough money buy a restaurant I, I guarantee I would. I've thought about, like, I would like to own a bar at a certain point. Like, I got to my point probably about 10 years ago where I got very comfortable if I had the investment, mm-hmm. I could be successful. You definitely you know, could, from, yeah. you know, I've done everything from building restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked with general contractors to the design yeah. to, I mean, obviously, I know the kitchen. I can do anything yeah. there and the front, but I can do the finances. I understand how all of that, you know, everything all works mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, you, you have to 
do it. Yeah. But I've always done it for somebody else without yeah. sweating at the end of the day if I'm going to keep a place open or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, you know, back in um, college, I, uh, I got out of high school, which was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, in fact, um, I don't think I would have graduated if my dad wasn't friends with the superintendent and the principal. Oh, really? Okay, I think it was yeah. one of those. They wanted to get me out of that. Uh, <laughs> like, we don't want another year with this mother. I was a, I, I was a terror. I just, not in a bad way. I mean, teachers, everyone liked me, but I, yeah, man, they threw a lot of parties, skipped yeah. school a lot. In mm-hmm. fact, I think I, my teacher, this is back when we had beepers. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'd be sitting there at this famous place, Jimmy Dean's in Valencia, California. Yeah. And it's the greatest breakfast burrito you ever had. It's like, you know, a three pounder. It's there huge. you go. Yeah. So we would skip school and go to get breakfast burritos. Yeah. Jimmy, Dean, Jimmy Dean's built his life and business. And not the sausage That's company, the Jimmy Dean's. not the sausage okay. company. This guy oh, okay. started a fast food place called Jimmy Dean's. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we probably put his kids through school. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd skip school every day. And, you know, my, even my senior year, I was like the ASB vice president. I didn't get elected. I just, someone's like, hey, you want to be the vice president? Sure. Yeah, why? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and I showed up every now and then and we'd be like, my claim to fame was the school, you know, graduation. Like, what do we do? I'm like, let's take a cruise. Nice. So we ended up taking a, this boat around a harbor. <laughs> with no alcohol where no one's allowed to smoke cigarettes yeah. it, was, it was like everyone's looking at me like thanks jeff thanks jeff <laughs> we just yeah. graduated we're on a fucking worse. boat now <laughs> but yeah i graduated and uh i tried college tried community college mm-hmm. <laughs> i took a, a like a weightlifting class and the equivalent of basket weaving i took uh, two classes and i couldn't even get through those yeah okay i just yeah. couldn't do it yeah. you know so <laughs> i decided to work full-time and then I had a bunch of my friends all went to the University of Arizona. Okay. So a couple of years, you know, being out of school and I'm like, you know, I think I'm ready to do the school thing again. Yeah. And and that all derived from visiting them and going to their frat house and partying my ass off point. I think I could school. do college. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I immediately went there and I didn't have to join the fraternity. I mean, I just partied with everyone. Yeah. And they're just like, yes, yeah, screw it, Joe. Don't worry about it. You're cool. <laughs> and uh, took a couple classes and re- realized by then my racing habit, my race car habit was full blown. Oh, yeah. So um, the classic things. things I would do is I dropped out of school the day before you tuition to get the full refund. Yeah. So I got the full refund even though my dad wrote the check. <laughs> and I took yeah. the refund and I said, well, it just, he doesn't know anything. Well, tell him I got straight A's. There you go, yeah. And built a race car out of it. Nice. Yeah. So I uh, got a knock on the door mm-hmm. and it was the old man saying, uh, you're going to get your stuff. You're going to put, sell that thing right now. And you're moving back home because he figured out, you know, the I'm getting yeah. A's story is not, not at possible. All. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved back home and I said, that's enough of college for the yeah. rest of my life. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you learned enough. I think. Yeah. I, I, I learned enough. So uh then it was pretty much restaurants from there mm-hmm. um as you this know, was back in california this is back so i moved from back from arizona back to mm-hmm. california i went there for one semester and you've worked at a couple of famous restaurants right and i know you worked at disneyland for a long time or what was yeah so um really my restaurant well i consider my college yeah. uh it's where i met my girlfriend 20 years ago uh we worked at a place called rainforest cafe Right, it's yeah. that restaurant that looks like a jungle and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, there's um, one here in the, in the real terribly terrible food. We went to the one out here, and I'm just like, I don't remember it being this bad. But oh, the really? Disney one was completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had it sat a thousand people, had two full size kitchens. Ooh. I mean, the employee break room is the size of some restaurants. Jesus, it, yeah. it's just huge. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, we would be on a two hour wait on a Tuesday for lunch in February. Jeez. I mean, it's Disney. 
Yeah. So we, I could, I figured out, uh, you know, I could take the first half off the month, give my shifts away. So there was 200 servers on staff. Jeez. So you just show up to the morning pre-shift. You don't just clock in like other restaurants. We had to do a pre-shift, all line up and, mm-hmm. you know, sit there and go over the roster. And you just stand there like, who wants to go home? I just raise my hand. And someone oh. be other like, I'll pick up your shift. And, nice. and when you needed money, mm-hmm. you just showed up a half an hour before the shifts in uniform and go, hey, who wants to go home? I'll work your shift. Nice. So basically, most of us did, not the smart ones. The smart ones worked the first half of the month. Yeah. And then gave away their shifts the second half when yeah. rent was due. The dumb <laughs> ones like me would take the first half of the month off yeah. and cram two weeks of rent in as fast as we could. <laughs> yeah. Even though you're getting like you're getting scheduled three days a week. Yeah. And you're like, well, I need to work seven, so I'm just going to show up every day. So mm-hmm. it, it got so competitive. There's wait lists. People would be there two hours before shifts and be like, he was here first. He was there. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I consider that my college. Yeah. And uh, somehow got moved into management, supervisor role, and that's what kind of started my second half of my career. Yeah. You know, I, I, re- I honestly, I've been, in man- I've been a general manager a lot longer than I ever served tables. Yeah. Or a bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been that long. What, um, like four or five years, maybe? Or I would so? see. I served probably for... You know, 18 to 26. Okay. Yeah. So and then from 26 to from 44 now, yeah, I've been yeah. in management. Mm-hmm. So uh, from that point on, my story just goes by lurking for different places. And yeah. I get, we could probably devote an entire podcast to all the crazy stories I've seen. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, absolutely. I've seen yeah. some shit. Literally, I've seen shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work in this Italian, fine dining Italian restaurant, and my host walks up to me and goes, Hey, Hefe, you smell that? I'm like, it smells like shit. And then we look down, and about a foot we're standing is, it almost looked like a perfect, the emoji yeah. poop. You know, like the a little coil of poop? Perfectly. Oh, and, nice. and literally, I'm like, someone lit a gorilla in here? <laughs> I mean, we just couldn't believe it. It's a fine, nice fine dining yeah. restaurant. And I'm just like, what the hell? Get someone here, let's clean it up. So we clean it up, whatever not. And then the same host comes up to me and goes, Jeff, and I oh and just by the, his voice, I'm like, "What?" He's like, "You need to go see the bathroom." So I go into the bathroom, and it's gross, but it's like it's like you had a chimpanzee just throwing feces. No, like the wall, the the like. It, the best part of the story is I think I figured out. Year it took me years to figure out what happened. Yeah. So we close the bathroom. I mean, we're just putting bleach on the wall, everything. Yeah. So we're walking through the restaurant, and then another host goes. From a distance, you know, just you know, come here, come here. Yeah. And I walk by his table. Oh, oh. And I look at the table and see two elderly couples, nice bottle of wine, enjoying nice dinner. Mm-hmm. The man smells like shit. He pooped his pants, obviously. Right. Couldn't figure out. And, you know, we're like, what the? And and I just go to the terminal, print their check, put it in a folder, walk up to him and said, I think your meal's over now, sir. And uh, I'll get you some to-go boxes. Yeah. And we made eye contact. Some baby wipes. You know, we, we, he made eye contact with me going, I understand what you're doing. <laughs> and we're not going to go into any further conversation. That's good. Okay, so, yeah. I don't want to make a scene. You don't want to make a scene. I felt bad. They're I probably, in, pants, they're probably you know. in their 80s. Yeah. You know. And they obviously had money. And yeah. the way they were dressed. Mm-hmm. And I saw the Valley car. They drove really nice something. You think he was wearing a diaper? Or do you think he so, was straight? Okay. So we go to the video. We go to the the we go to the video in the office. And of course, everyone waits to the end of the ship. We all crowd in my office. I'm sitting there on an old like, VHS. What happened here, dude? Yeah. This is how long ago. They had a VHS. I'm rewinding and stop rewinding and stop. Yeah. So we see him walk to the front of the host stand, and he was like looking for the bathroom. We get out of the seat, 
He's looked around for the bathroom and he's jiggling his pants. And I think he pooped his pants. Uh-huh. And that's where that, you know, by the host stand, I think he just rolled it down his pants. And I think he went into the bathroom and it took me years to figure this out because I was telling the story to someone else mm-hmm. over several uh, beers. And <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It just came to me. He probably took his pants off and flinged them off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they probably sprayed the entire bathroom. Mm. Yeah, I know. Everyone's like, ah, you know, don't tell this story. That's rough. No, I love it. That's and, awesome. and, yeah. and so we sit there and we're cleaning up the bathroom. He pays the bill. They leave. They, they're waiting by valet. And we're, we're now full blast in the bathroom. You I know, mean, I got the big gloves on, boots. <laughs> I think we brought the hose in from the back and we're like spraying down the bathroom. It's yeah. a really expensive restaurant too. And the guy comes, comes back inside again and goes to the bathroom. And I just look at him and I said, bathroom's closed. And he just looked at me, turned right around and walked out. Yeah. In retrospect, I kind of felt bad. I should probably say, go ahead, finish the job. Yeah, sorry, we're going <laughs> to clean it. We're going to clean it. Yeah. But I was so mad that I was dealing with that situation. Yeah. And probably other things going on in the restaurant too. Mm-hmm. I probably had a full kitchen I was mad at. I probably was dealing with a weight. I was yeah. probably yelling at some I know, imagine server. this didn't happen in a, like a, a slow time for you. No, this is full-blown rush. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so he, he gets in the car and they Hang drive on, away guys, in the nice car. Deal with some shit. And I'll, the, the <laughs> best part was, and I can't do his justice like on a mic, but my host from across the restaurant makes eye contact with me and just mouths, what the fuck <laughs> right as he walked back in again and i just lost it i was laughing so oh hard oh my gosh yes <laughs> but I, I i i could sit here all day long i've yeah. seen so many crazy things well happen. you remember whenever we were talking about doing a podcast before we were talking about the restaurant horror stories podcast oh that's the name uh, uh side work and 101 reasons why i hate serving you <laughs> that's gonna be the name of my book so somebody that take it so good. i only came up with that name like 30 years ago yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, and then I thought, well, instead of writing a book, you know, because I think you got it on it because you're telling me you were starting to write a book. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I've always wanted to write a book too. Mm-hmm. And I went on my thing, tangent. I'm like, hey, we should just do a podcast of just crazy. Yeah. Because we would sit there when it was slow, especially mm-hmm. when we worked at the pizza place, you know, it'd be so slow. Yeah. Waiting for business. And we'd just be Googling stuff. Yeah. Like, we, so we'd sit there and we'd find all those websites about crazy server stories not just reddit but <laughs> yeah and we're like we should start our own because people i mean not all stories you know are just crappy guests or you know no, yeah. or or a night where you got your butt kicked or you didn't make enough money mm-hmm. there's weird things there's weird things happen and there's some fun things that happen oh absolutely and um, that's why i believe i stuck in the industry for so long because it's one of those what's going to happen it's next? so interesting dude is the thing about it yeah you never know what you're going to get into that night like, you could have some idea. Like, you know it's a Friday night. You know it's going to be busy and all this stuff. But you have no idea the depth of what's about to happen when you walk in that door. Well, well uh, we know the depth. <laughs> when people are walking the door, you're like, this is about to happen. It's about to go down, dude. Yeah. But somebody's going to throw you some kind of curveball. You're Something you didn't expect to happen is going to happen that night. It always Well, does. the sports bar we worked at together when I was working at another location for a while before I got transferred back. Right. Um, I had to work Thanksgiving, and the dining room fought the bar. What? And when I say the dining room, it's not like one guy yelled something to the other person. The entire bar and lounge area fought the dining room. Like the on Turkey Day on, on Thanksgiving, the customers. What? It all started, and then I mean, literally, Fort Worth PD showed up in SWAT gear. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is how my life's gonna end at a sports yeah. bar. 
it over someone yelling this about a mask. Hammers. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the name of the play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, not necessarily that. But uh, it, it all started with a security guard that was, it was like, we had a, we had a security guard that um, uh, came in from somewhere else. And he, he was really into his job. Yeah. Like the first second I met him, whatever his name was, he's like, hi, I'm a black belt in jujitsu. I'm like, hi, I work here. Hi, I'm Jeff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cool Congratulations. <laughs> Took it very seriously. And he, he proceeded to tell me how he was going to run the floor. Oh. And I said, it's one of those, this guy doesn't know me. He doesn't know how I'm about to react to him. Yeah. So I'm just going to see what he has to say. Yeah. Let him and, go you know, he's going to find out I'm the boss here in about two seconds. <laughs> and then before I could get into no this is how we're going to run the ship yes. and you're going to do exactly you're going to stand there yeah. and you're not going to move until you i point to you out. and yeah. if i point to you that's when you go kick someone out yeah. that's how this works mm-hmm. you're not going to go out there escalating shit bro before i could point to it he looks to a table of a certain group of people that i just said we're not messing with yeah they are known to fight they spend they would spend they spent fifteen hundred dollars in beer alone i mean i walk into shifts where you know the manager is passing by, going up. Oh, they're here. What's their bill at? Oh, it's only at nine hundred. You know they were like a so family group. A they would yeah, come yeah. in and they would just pound beers, and you know they made a mess, but they tipped really well. Nice. And yeah. they did. They always never stepped their bounds because they know if they got booted, they'll never be back. Yeah, there's nowhere else you can go. There's only certain places that'll deal with your shit. Yeah. And they would refuse to wear masks. And they're yeah. the one of those uh, type of people. If you fight one, you fight all of them. Okay, yeah. And without a doubt. Yeah. And uh, you ever seen the movie Snatch? No. A great movie. Snatch. Yeah, it's with uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, um, a lot of great actors in it. Interesting. Where did I watch that together? I've not seen Fantastic that. Fantastic okay, movie. Yeah. I just yeah, showed yeah. it to Regina the other day. Anyways, so group like that. You fight one, you fight them all. Mm-hmm. And uh, before the security guard finished telling me what he's going to do, and Ryan was about ready to say, all right. He's like, uh-oh. And he ran off to one of them. Put that mask on right now. I'm like, oh no. This is how my Thanksgiving holiday begins. Yes. You know, it's so funny how heated people got over those masks, man. Like, I've had people spit in my face. I had a guy pull a gun on me. I'm pretty stores. sure they were doing assault charges for the spit in the face during the pandemic. Right? I mean, I was just happy to get that person out of there. Yeah, right. Because yeah. if, you know, assault charge, I would have gone to prison for what I would have probably done yeah like all right i'm gonna go get a chef knife and back and i'm gonna murder you (laughs) so anyways uh so you know the guy ran off to the table Mm -hmm. and said you're gonna put that mask on right now and started doing the finger pointing the guy was you know mr i'm a black belt in jujitsu yeah i'm a really short guy i'm 585 ish yeah and he was shorter than i was but stocky right and he went at you know poking the bear yeah well the entire he didn't realize the person he was with wasn't just that table it was the entire bar. Yeah. So every table stood up because they're all family mm-hmm. and proceeded to surround him. I'm like, this guy's going to die. Yeah. Well, the guy must have known someone from his, you know, martial arts, whatever, that was sitting in the dining room. So he <laughs> stood up. So like, hey, leave him alone. Then all his friends and people all got up and then the clash of the titans kind of happened. Well, like right a at the one, like old school Western so they, bar fight. Kind they of went style, from or? the dining room. To the bar area, it's like a big, you know, square, and then yeah. they just kind of mashed in the middle, 
And I'm standing there. I'm it's like, like a mosh, like open up this fucking pit. <laughs> and before I could, before I could just like escape, I'm stuck in the middle. Ah, oh, yeah. And they're both kind of poking at me and yelling at me because I'm the guy in charge. You're the manager on duty. <laughs> and I'm looking at everyone, going, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care who does what. I didn't tell you to wear a mask. Don't worry about. It. Just sit down. Everybody sit down. Just so I can sit down. Yeah. And they didn't stop. And they thank God another guest you know, saw my eyes, saw what's everything is transpiring. He's like. Like waved his phone and I saw nine one one, and I'm just like, okay, if I just hold them here long enough, mm-hmm. because we were one of those restaurants where the they got a call at this particular restaurant, we needed to be there in a minute. Yeah, because you know we're waiting on this call. Gun, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like they had a couple cars down the street and full riot gear ready to go. Whoa. They came full. I mean, they they looked like military. Yeah, and they rolled in and they drive everyone up, and it was funny because one of the uh, sergeants was talking to me afterwards. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is my cell phone number." You call me if they, those, you know, the, the bar people ever walk in again. He's like, it's open season on them right now. I'm well, like, what's going on? He's like, one of them got pulled over and were, they didn't pull, they, they, they had a deputy apparently on the side of the road mm-hmm. and they went into his car, pulled him out of the car, beat the shit out of him. So he, that group of family, the, the, you know, the, the sergeant's like, it's open season on them. We're looking wow. for excuse. Yeah. So they rested like 10, 15 of them. Jeez. I mean, they, they, they were taking them off. They even had a van and everything. Yeah. And, <laughs> That was that was my you know Thanksgiving. That's probably is that a couple years ago. A couple years ago. Stories would you say or no? Not even close. Wow. Not even close. But yeah. So pretty much my life of detours and the restaurant bit. I've been doing this longer than anything. I mean, seventeen to you know over twenty five years. So up to that point, my entire life is restaurants. Yeah. And and I'm terrible. I watch cooking shows. I, I, I. I'm into all that stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I really do and generally enjoy it. Yeah. As much as I say, I'm going to go do work at Amazon. Or, yeah. And I think that's what it was this last year. I mean, like that crazy fine dining restaurant we worked at, you know, the ownership and I split ways. Yes. Split <laughs> and ways, yeah. instead of running right back into something as normal, mm-hmm. my girlfriend's like, honey, take some time off. Yeah. You can do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we can, we're more going to survive, mm-hmm. you know, but just, it was great. Yeah, it took a couple months off, and my elder cat passed away during that time, and so right. I got to spend my last At month. Twenty-two years old was 22 it? Twenty-two years old. That's insane. Dude. So she passed away right before Christmas, but I got to spend the entire month of you know November and part of December with her. Yeah, and you know if anyone has a pet, you know especially if you've had a pet that old, yeah, that long, you know she was my kid. Yeah, so that. I got to spend time with so her. And, loop there, dude. You know, then for Christmas, obviously Christmas was wrecked because it happened a few days before Christmas. And then we're like, you know, let's get out of town. Yeah. You know, went to San Antonio, went to Houston. We took off and went to some theme parks and yeah. ate a lot of expensive dinners. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun time. And now I'm back in the game. Found another fine dining place that I'm running stuff. again and yeah. enjoying life. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. we'll see where this chapter brings. Really, though, yeah. Yeah, I think you found you a good little spot over there, though, dude. I think you're in for some good stuff over there. And... Not just that, but you have a good woman now, you know what I mean? You do have a few things going on, like, other than that, you know. Life life will like throw you curveballs. You know? Always. And, and you always. I was thinking think about that. Get that. You, you think you're going to be stable for a little bit, and then it's like, aha, go fuck yourself. Well, <laughs> you know, it's always been, my life's really great, but my job is already killing me. Yeah. You know, so now I got this job that's fantastic, and then some other things in life, I'm like, you know, okay, some curveballs. we got to handle this, got to handle that, and, you know, move life, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I... My father's getting much older now, oh, you know, yeah. so he's going through some health issues. So I got that worry and other family stuff back yeah. home. So, you know, that's life for you. Yeah. But you have to look at it and smile. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to laugh. Yeah. And people that take it too seriously, it's, 
good for them. Mm-hmm. But at least when I go, I'm, I'm going to go down swinging. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> it's like that famous comedian's like, when I die, I want to look dead. Yeah. And, and it's, <laughs> I like to drink. I like yeah. to have fun. Mm-hmm. I, I like to, I like to eat McDonald's like today. We did every now that. and then. Yep. You know, that was my first McDonald's in months, probably. Dude, Me least. too. Yeah, I yeah. think I went there like, got some chicken nuggets a couple months ago. I'm like, mm-hmm. good God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to myself? Yeah. yeah. Being a, you know, fine dining and then being a chef, you know, it's like hard to. Yeah, it's Sometimes. hard to look at that and believe that it's food. Exactly. Now, burger. I don't care what any of you Texans really okay, yeah, yeah. What a burger! I don't understand. It's like it looks. I make it. It's like my first kitchen. Like for a kid, they take a make patty. They don't even melt the cheese in this big bun. Okay. It, it, it's it's not even good. It's the Texas and it's expensive, it, bro. It actually is, dude. It drives me crazy. It's like thirteen dollars for a regular burger combo. If you just get a regular Whataburger meal, it's like nine bucks. Yeah, and, like you can go to McDonald's and get the same thing for five, six dollars. I can get a double double at In and Out that tastes amazing all day for like seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, interesting. And the, the weird thing too is for all, all the In and Out fans out there, In and Out in California is tastes a little bit bit different and better than yeah. Texas. I don't know what it is. I think it's I the think buns. that's where the controversy comes around here yeah. is because you're not getting the same thing. I've heard that a couple of times actually. It is better. It's not the same. It is better. We were just back home and I ate it. It's better. Yeah. It it tastes better. I think it's the best because they they, uh, bake their bread. They do it through a a, a central kitchen. Mm -hmm. And they bake all their own bread. That's why it tastes – really what makes a burger taste good is a fresh bun. Yeah. You bake a bun fresh. It tastes good. It really adds – you can take a sub-quality meat and still make it go, hey, that's not too bad. You can take a really good Angus burger and put a crappy bun on there and it'd be like, oh. Like that one that we had whenever you were working at Muchacho in Dallas. I'm gonna let you describe that. It's <laughs> so you, bad. People dude. need to hear. Well, my buddy, you need to get the word out. The guy that got us going over there, Dennis. He, uh, I told him I just wanted to go on my break. I was gonna go get a burger, and he's like, "Go to this place. It's um, it's like a fresh scratch kitchen, real healthy place, or something like that." And I was like, "Well, I just want like a burger." And he's like, "We'll just go over there." And I think it's called simply food, or whatever she might say name. But I don't. Remember. I think everything on the menu started with the word organic, you know, organic stuff. Yeah. You know? So and uh, they gave me this burger that had like uh, it had like so the, I picked the most normal one that I could. It had it still had like <laughs> kale. I think the cheese was like goat cheese or something like that. It was like a cauliflower bun and all this stuff and like. Like eighteen dollars for this fucking burger. It was, and you got you got me one. Yeah, and you, you got told me one. To get you one, and I felt I felt so bad whenever I brought it back because I, I ate mine the office. there, and I was like, "What in the fuck did I just see?" I cursed this burger. Yeah, in fact, I brought other cooks in to, to see look it, at the burger. to look at. It. I brought Dennis too. I'm like, "See what this is?" He's yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like that's that's horrible. Like, I'm, I'm like, so sorry. I didn't feed that to a prison an enemy. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. Anyway, yeah. so it was bad. Okay. If, if a burger starts with the word organic. And everything else in the menu has the word organic in front of whatever the item yeah. is. That's uh, that's the Latin root of not edible. It's a bad sign for burgers for me. I love organic stuff, but uh, yeah. So we're coming up on 30 minutes. So I'm going to cut this. We're going to do a beep, and then we'll be right back. All right. I think the... Uh-oh. Dog and cat are fighting over here. They're getting upset. What are you doing over here, kitty cat? Checking out the wood. Okay, cool. All right, we're back. <laughs> so we went from beep to... Beep mm, to bullshit to... Yeah. Dog and cat are... <laughs> going off yes so uh we went on a little bit of a uh a detour we'll call it there and uh we're back we're back with mr jeff groth over here and we're talking about his life in the service industry so far and uh i'm actually kind of wondering about this thing you dropped earlier talking about doing a little bit of stand up there when was this i uh i i kind of want to dare 
you know, I used to love going to comic books. Yeah. And um, I went to, I was at the comedy store with some friends. And the one in LA, the one that the, the famous one. About? You know, the funny, I didn't even know it was famous. Like the first few times I was there, I did open mic night. And, yeah. You know, it's hard to get up there. Uh, but I was just in the audience, you know, just watching a show, friends. And, you know, it was kind of a late night show in the small room. And uh, Chris Rock jumps up. And he, he was wanting to do some material. And I go in front of him, like, holy shit, that's Chris Rock. I mean, it sounds about as far as we are, a couple yeah. feet apart. He looks straight in the eye. He's like, don't worry, man. It's new shit. It's, we're we're going to see how this goes. It's no big deal. Uh, and he started off with a couple good stuff where I was like, that's going to be good. Yeah. And I got to see kind of something raw he did. And, uh, Later on, he did a special where he did some of those jokes he was practicing, and it was really cool to see the progression. Yeah. And as much as a talker I am, and, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely know my stories. Yeah. You know, we will sit there and shoot stories at the restaurant all the time when it's slow. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do my Chicken McNugget bit. <laughs> and literally from McDonald's we were talking about. Yeah. But I had a time in a restaurant where... Without doing the bit, but the story kind of went like this. You can do the bit. I'm down. Uh, yeah. No, dude, it's been years. You know, yeah. I butcher it. You know, it's yeah. easier to just tell the story. Yeah. But I made the story into kind of a bit. And we, you ever heard of the game Century Club where you drink 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes? Yes, they do that on uh, Letterkenny, actually, one time. I don't know if they called it Century Club, but. I it was called Century Club growing up. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays I could do 100 shots in 100 minutes and probably do some shots inside and be like i'm fine right, um yeah. but it, you know like high school age mm-hmm. you know that would for surely get you sick absolutely yeah so mcdonald's came out with this advertisement that we're gonna do uh, 50 50 chicken nuggets for 20 bucks i remember that dude yeah it was right around whenever i was uh so i went to watch a super bowl and they had a my yeah. um one of my bartenders always because always the ones bsing with me because mm-hmm. everyone's doing nothing when it's slow yeah between lunch and dinner we were bsing we're watching we're watching uh tv and he's, we look at each other. We're talking Century Club, and we see 50 chicken nuggets. We're talking 100 shots of beer, 50 chicken nuggets. Two, two comes to two, goes, hey, I go to my wallet, have the host come over. I want you to go to McDonald's, get us 200 <laughs> chicken McNuggets and nice. every dipping sauce they've ever had. Nice. So we come up with, we, we make a game plan, mm-hmm. and we make a whole thing into this. And probably haven't told the story in so long that I'm not doing it justice, all the little sticklers. But we'll put it this way. There's a couple regulars that were closing out their bill, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what? I'll have another one. I'm gonna sit I'm here. I'm gonna stay this. here and yeah. see how this rolls out. Yeah. And we we we, we take out the chicken McNuggets, and I, I think I got like 500 because I gave it to the staff. And then, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. You know, generous I am with buying lunch. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. we sit down at the bar, and I mean, this is before smartphones. We couldn't, you know, we should have filmed this. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I didn't even have a cell phone back then. <laughs> and. Uh, we, we, we started with chicken McNugget. One, we got a timer. Yeah. One McNugget. Ooh. Oh, you know what? I've never had the mustard before. It's actually good. Hey, Next yeah. one, I've never had, you know, the sweet and sour. So we tried every sauce and we're going through. Are you doing the beer too? Or you no, just... no, we're at work. Oh, right, right. So we're literally during the work shift. <laughs> we're doing nine, 90 minutes of one chicken. So Where I, is this? Is this in Seattle? This is, a, uh, this is in LA. Okay. And this is kind of like a fine dining Italian restaurant. The same, <laughs> it was a different location where the poop accident happened. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, if those owners ever listen to me, I was about to say that's what Jeff was doing. Then after all the chicken nuggets, (laughs) so yeah, so this is I I get transferred to another location, and uh, I think they just made me a GM. And uh, so we started with McNugget one. I stop, wash my hands, you know, run some food, touch, check on tables, come back. Oh, timer up, another McNugget. Yeah. Well, it started getting really hard after the first twenty McNuggets. Yeah. You know, even it was twenty minutes, one McNugget a minute, Mm -hmm. it, it added up. Yeah. So we started going, and then I think, like, my bartender, uh, Danny, he's hilarious, that guy. 
stories. He, Danny, just kind of like, dude, I'm tapping out. I can't do this. Yeah. I don't feel well. <laughs> I'm seeing some colors, man. What? It's just like he really wasn't. The regulars nuggets, have now bro. called friends over. And now there's like the bar top is full for like a three o'clock. Yeah. You know, shit. You know what I mean? Without happy hour. That's one way to bring people in. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm going through the end. I'm making this happen. Yeah. So I, I get to like 90 something and I literally thought my heart was going to stop. I mean, Oh, it's not just I'm full, yeah. but whatever's in the McNugget has gotten into my bloodstream yeah. and all the preservatives. I mean, it, it was bad. I'm like, I, I can't move. So I went in the office and I'm just laying there. just oh. uh, yeah. And I was solo that day. And my other manager needed the day off and my owner happens to walk in. Oh no. And he, <laughs> he's very Italian mafioso type guy. The yeah, way he talks, yeah. so what's the matter you? And he, <laughs> he, he comes in and he looks in the office. He's like, the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I ate a hundred chicken McNuggets. He goes, you are some, you do some of the dumbest. It, it, he just caught himself three times. He's like, Idiot. fuck it. I'm going on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you stay here and just die on the floor. I don't know what's going on. And I'm missing all yeah. the ins and outs of that story, you know, that really made it funny. But I performed yeah. that story on stage a couple times. Uh-huh. Uh, got a couple laughs. Yeah, a couple chuckles. Yeah. And I switched it up to, I have a wisdom teeth pulling story, and then I tried to this, and I that. Mm-hmm. All my sets were only about 10 minutes. Yeah, right. You know, and I kind of wish I stuck with it a little bit. Yeah. But, um, it, again, with the work life, it's hard because I'm usually at work until 2 in the morning. Yeah. You know, right. a lot of the restaurants I've worked at, I mean, even as a general manager, I prefer more the nighttime because there's that's when I'm there for the action. Yeah. I'm not one of those daytime guys or out by four or five o'clock mm-hmm. and uh oops, sounds like your uh, your little kiddo's unhappy Poor there baby. you want to hear some crying yeah my uh girlfriend regina for everyone listening is on babysitting duty yeah so. right yeah, yeah she's uh i'm gonna go pop my head in there and see what's going on you talk to the people real quick. yeah yeah so what's now, up people now i know what, now i know what jamie feels like when rogan goes to the bathroom he's like yeah so uh yeah let's uh check out this tech and um yeah <laughs> but anyways so I did a little bit of stand-up, and I enjoyed it. I wish I would have stuck with it. It's definitely one of those things. Um, I don't know what to talk about that, Junior. Yeah, it's kind of stopped. <laughs> That's what the I was going to wait. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the audience is going to take a break, so a beep and let you just chill for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I do have to uh, go make a bottle for the baby real fast, so I am going to go ahead and stop this real quick. I am glad that we got to talk a little bit about your uh, stand-up there, because yeah. that sounds really cool. Whenever we come back, we'll get back to Seattle, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Maybe Benji will pop in there a little bit. Maybe. Yes. yes. Yeah, there we go. Okay, cool. Beep. <laughs> okay, so we're back on. Um, I had to get the baby a bottle. She's uh, in there with Regina, who's a super trooper for uh, coming over Doing and watching this. the baby while we uh, do the podcast. Unfortunately, poor Biddy's in there, and she's kind of upset. And I, I went in there and checked on her, and there's not really much I can do. So we're just we're giving her a bottle, and we're going to see how she does. I think she's... Kind of tired, a little antsy today, but we'll figure it out. She's going to be okay. Well, you haven't got the $100 million contract from Spotify yet. That's so true. we're kind of still doing this in the uh, living room studio. Yeah, so if I had a studio, guys, we wouldn't be having this problem and I could afford a babysitter. Or like a, you know. If we just tell all of our friends about the Book of Detours, you know, we... I would think so, right? But most of them, no. <laughs> I mean, but, if we upgraded to a storage shed, I mean, that's already... A... <laughs> <laughs> I have a tiny one outside that we could do it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before the break, we were talking about your uh, your stand-up career. Your, your went on, you know, when I, career, I, I went on stage a few times, yeah. tried it out, and people would say that the hardest thing is talking in front of people. Yeah. And that is not a problem with me. 
Yeah. Like, in fact, even my current job, my that I, ju- I just started, mm-hmm. my regional director during the interview process, like, do you have a heart? You know, are you okay, comfortable speaking in front of people? Because we have to do, we do big catering events and a lot of stuff where, you know, for whatever reason, I'd have to talk. I'm like, no, no, no problems there. Talk yeah. in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even going on stage, it was, it's, you know, and when you're doing open mic nights, it's, it's literally, it's a couple people. You're, you're, when you finally get on stage, it's usually so late. It's just like a couple, yeah, you know, you got, people. Like, and people one comedian famously like said, "It's that's not a stand-up routine. That's like a conversation. Yeah, you're just talking to one person that's looking at you. Going, you're looking at the person in the eye right now. Why yeah. did the chicken cross the road? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why? <laughs> right, right. He's like, shut up. You're not supposed to talk. <laughs> oh, if anyone's hearing that rattling noise, the cat is playing with the toy. Yeah, so there's just like a whole bunch going on right now. We had we had things set up. We got about an hour in, and now things are starting to kind of fall apart. We got a full hour though there, so we're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, unless but, you're kicking me off. So now. we're good. No, we're definitely gonna keep limping all through this shit. <laughs> but uh, well said, sir. I think that was actually what you were going to talk about whenever we were talking to the break. You're going to talk about people asking you whether or not you were like in the biz or something like that because of the way that you like carry your voice and things like that or something when i was a server i bartended for a while i didn't like bartending i didn't enjoy it yeah because it was too much side work it was too much cleaning too much that serving i can make my money and get out i didn't Mm -hmm. have to share with anyone it 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 worked better for me in the end yeah so i went back to serving right before management and very common i was working at disneyland and very commonly you know people would say like are you in communications or you know what are you doing for a living or you know you are you trying so i just tell people oh i'm an actor and i mean i'll give so nice. I just say that to, in, you know, entertain myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I told this one table that I'm like, oh, I, I'm an actor. Actually, I just got a pilot. Nice. And this is right when Friends was ending the show. So it was a yeah. big thing nationwide. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be in the spinoff show with Matt LeBlanc. And it's going to be like Joey. Nice. Now, I just named that off. And they're like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, I'm really in the show. Like months later, maybe a year later, they announced there was a spinoff show named joey nice and i don't know how i called that and i always think and when those people are sitting at home going oh my god that oh waiter is in the, the show somewhere guy, yeah. <laughs> and then you weren't on it or they're probably pointing going i think that's him some other actor <laughs> thinks he was a server at rainforest Cafe. yeah <laughs> but yeah people commonly would do that that's so funny dude i kind of wish i did get into that because i didn't even know what communications was until way after i gave up by communications, what are you talking about? Talking Radio. About like, uh, right, yeah. Uh, I think it's one. Journalism is one other thing, but it's mm-hmm. communications. Well, podcast now, you know. Yeah. So I, I kind of regret not kind of learning more about that. And yeah. I'm sure there's a way to slow my talking down, do it the right way, but still have fun. I don't know, man. I think you kind of have your own cadence and things like that. And, like, you know, if people like it, that's what they'll listen to, you know. Yeah. That's exactly how this is if you like the way that. You know, I'm talking and stuff like that. You're listening to the podcast. Right? It's the only time I've been recorded at anything, really. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> other, than, you know, other than telling stories at restaurants. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably for the best that way you weren't being recorded then. <laughs> probably. Yes. Especially yes. with today's culture. Mm. I I can't deal with it. Coming from like a literally a, a kid from the 90s. Yeah. You know, shows like Married with Children, which was one of my favorite shows to watch grow. You couldn't put that on. No, dude. Yeah. Oh, I've, no. I've heard them talk about that. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of things that just wouldn't carry over to the And I understand people's feelings, but I also understand I don't really have those well, feelings. Well, there's a, there's a certain satire to it, you know, as well. Yeah. So if you can't understand that, then you shouldn't be watching the fucking show. It's a, it's comedy, you know. And people a, that will write in yeah. saying, you know, I'm really, you know. That probably never listen to your podcast and writing like you've offended all chicken McNuggets and chicken <laughs> Sorry, sauces yeah, yeah, for, for you know your life and we're gonna publicly ban you and yeah like the stuff's going on with Rogan just it, it 
blows my mind all yeah. the controversy. It's because a lot of people are listening to mm-hmm. him, but who's actually listening? Because I get through most of the podcasts mm-hmm. and I'm like, he didn't really say it that way. Say, yeah, He's just exactly. having a conversation going, yeah. yeah, you know, maybe masks don't work and who knows. But well, that's you know. what Bill Burr says, or uh, I think it's Bill Burr. Fantastic. Comedian, about, oh, absolutely. He's talking about like, if you take the joke and you write it out on paper, it's going to look fucking awful. Like if you take a <laughs> snippet out of a joke and you yeah. write that down on paper, it looks fucking awful. Oh, yeah. But you hear it at the time in context, the way that it's supposed to be made and it's supposed to be said, then it makes sense, you know? But when if they're taking these pieces, throwing it out into the world, they don't know what the fuck's going on. It just looks terrible. When an employee goes to HR about what I said, it yeah. sounds awful. Completely. But when context. we were on the floor and the way I said it in the heat of the moment, it sounded great to me. Nobody thought, nobody <laughs> thought it was fucked up except for that guy who was mad. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's, how that works. that's the yeah. world we live in. And- it's only going to get worse. Yeah, but back to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on the topic. Yeah, so we're, you're about, what, 25 now? No, so, yeah, so management. I lived in, um, I still, throughout my 30s, mm-hmm. you know, I even got, uh, finally got promoted at a job to a district manager, regional director, mm-hmm. where I ran many restaurants. And I had. And this was The Rock. I'm going to go ahead and. This is before The Rock. Yeah. No, oh, this really? is a, this is another uh, brand of restaurants in California. And I had to move down to downtown LA. Cause that's where my region was. That's where all my sports were. And you, you have to be there. Yeah. And I just can't, I can't live, even though it's like 10, 15 miles away, but that's, it could be hours in the traffic. Commute, yeah. It just kill you with California traffic. And yeah. the freeway that had to get to my areas was like the worst free with two freeways. Yeah. The five and the four Oh five. So oh, yeah, I've heard of that. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I had to live in downtown LA and, um, I, you know, I enjoyed living in downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of cool. And that's before they were kind of building downtown LA back up. Yeah. Putting more restaurants in. I mean, that's why I was there. We were putting restaurants in. Yeah. And, you know, I heard since the pandemic, it is just no dropped off. Yeah. But it was expensive, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I got to be enough was enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of, kind of went through a tough point in life. My mom got cancer. And um, kind of had to take care of her full time. Mm-hmm. I just had to put my job on the back burner and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. So after she passed, I, you know, I just had one of those life moments. I want to do something different. Yeah. I regret it because it's probably the best restaurant company I've ever worked for oh, to really? this day. Yeah. You know, the owner and I, I don't say we're friends, but occasionally he has reached out like, hey, how are you? How are you doing? You know, yeah. he's oh. off, back when we were in Seattle, he even offered my old job back a couple times. Nice. He's yeah. like, hey, I'm open to a restaurant, you know, but you at least want to be a GM. Hey, you know, it's close yeah. to your home where you were from. Yeah. So good, great guy. Can't speak, you know, the best of his restaurants. Yeah. Um, Volcano Brain Restaurants. Um, the Hawaiian restaurant? Uh, no, it's it's kind of it's like uh, P.F. Chang's. Uh, kind of a fine, finer dining, uh, you know, Chinese-Japanese fusion. Yeah. And then I, I started off in this brand of Volcano Brain Restaurants with really good food. Yeah. It's one of the better, you know, Chinese food places you're going to get mm-hmm. in L.A. And they're, they're gorgeous. It's not like you're getting a paper bag takeout of Chinese food. It's you're going to spend some money. Yeah. And uh, he had a lot of seafood restaurants and different brands. I was in charge of those. Yeah. So. And this was still in LA? Yes. Yeah. So uh, his off brands, we'd had like, you know, a seafood raw bar, you know, and then we had, um, I actually speak about it most often because it was my favorite restaurant I ever worked at because I was given complete freedom and control to do just about anything I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I made a few decisions that just really made the restaurant. Nice. I got lucky. Yeah. So anyways, um, so I was in LA and, you know, my mom passed away. So I, I want to do something different. You yeah. know, when you lose a parent, it's, you know, you hear about it and stuff, but it hurts. Yeah. 
and you know a lot of motion stuff i just wanted to get out of town yeah so i had some friends uh lived in uh washington yeah and they said hey you know we got a we work for a liquor distributor business and i got a job for you i was out of restaurants i needed to take a breather so i got a moving truck moved up there and you know get there and they said uh the guy that you're gonna replace uh he's decided not to leave ah so i'm like mother so So back into restaurants again yeah so the rock yes went to uh got a job at the rock Made, you know, I just applied as an assistant manager. I just wanted to do my hours, yeah. just try to live life. Mm-hmm. And I think they made me the GM of their flagship store in like the first month out of training. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which it's an honor, but mm-hmm. it was also a store in ruins that consumed back to, you know, crazy work weeks, mm-hmm. working very high stressful situations. Yeah. And to build a, a team back up again. Yeah. Where I met the infamous Benji. Yeah. You know, okay. Benji was my lead bartender. I hired yeah. him. And uh, Benji was just, Fantastic guy. So Absolutely, many great, dude. Yeah. I'm trying amazing. to get him. I, I've already talked to him about it. We're definitely getting him on the podcast. It, it, it was yeah. so amazing that, you know, a lot of us found our way out to here to Texas. Yeah. Benji being from Texas, living in Seattle. Yeah. When we got, when we were opening up that fine dining restaurant and I just hear from someone random, Hey, Benji's moving back to Dallas. Yes. And I'm like, I don't have his number anymore. It's another phone way. And you know, I don't have social uh, media at all. Like, I know you don't. I don't yeah. have Facebook. And I, don't, I just, yeah. you know, I was trying to figure out how to like, uh, like promote this this episode itself and stuff. And I was like, I can't tag him or anything like that. I, 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 I came to realization. I would say something stupid <laughs> and I'm glad I stopped. I don't have to, I would never do Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I even know, know the yeah. point of it. I have a Twitter just for the book. That's all. I you have. know, I thought about starting an Instagram just so I could see some pictures, but mm-hmm. no, I got rid of all my stuff yeah. for, and I'm happier for it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm like, we had it. And my girlfriend's going on Facebook to try to hunt him down to friend him to say, Hey, I'm Jeff's Ross girlfriend. Uh-huh. He's trying to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And the, the stars align. He just calls me. He goes, I got the message. I heard about the restaurant. I'll be there in two days. I'll start on day three. Nice. That was our interview process. Yeah. And with like, and a lot he of did people. show up their day of training. I think it was. He yeah. did. Yeah. And that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The, that restaurant, when we were to jump ahead, mm-hmm. staffing it, <laughs> I sat there for a month. <laughs> With every ad, no one walked in the door. Like no. someone walked in who is a professional dog walker as yeah. for a serving position. I'm like, I look at a resume, it just says professional dog walker. And I'm like, this is interesting. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> she was the only person that walked yeah, in. Yeah, like I month. need to know. Like I have to see if I can make this work, basically. I just really wanted to know about the professional dog walking business. Yeah. And it was a great conversation. I feel bad she's out there listening. I didn't hire you because yeah. you were a professional dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it was a very And we needed professional model. servers and bartenders. But, uh, but, they opened that restaurant in a couple days. And I remember we got to the point like, Jeff, how many staff do you have? I'm like the professional dog walker. Yeah. We can't find labor right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is post pandemic. Everyone's yeah, sitting at home. Nobody wants to work, dude. Yeah. We and I grabbed my coming. cell phone and I just went through. Yeah. You being one and everyone being one. And I, we, wow, I staffed up about 50 people. Total, yeah, you did. Yeah. 50 to 70 people mm-hmm. total. Yeah. You built that fucking place. In four days. They fucked you over. In yeah. four days. Yeah. I don't care if anyone messes. It's the business. Yeah, but, but. We staffed the entire restaurant in four days. Yeah. Then after they got rid of me, they had to restaff the entire I restaurant. They did too. Yeah. Everyone walked yeah. away. That's what they get, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it so, is what it is. So back to the rock. So I love that place. I, I really like that place. It's a great concept. The concept is really good. I don't know about the higher ups and things like that, of course, but I also wasn't part of And I know the ones in Seattle are different, right? So there, it's kind of more in the area, the rock wood fire Kitchen, as I always call it. They changed it back to the Rockwood Fire Pizza. Yeah. I like the kitchens. Anyways, they changed the name. But um, a lot of heated comments with uh, – a lot of heated discussions with the hires up. And 
how we were going to approach that business. And I had my way. They had their way. And again, they're this the ones that had the money. This was still while you're in Seattle? Uh, no, Seattle, I was a good little trooper. Yeah. I did whatever I was said. My store did higher volumes than anyone. All my numbers were better, labor. And yeah. In fact, we retained you know, staff better, yeah. you know, and, and I had a great management team mm-hmm. and it was just overall fun. Yeah. Um, even though it was hard work, but it was fun. And I stuck there, you know, yeah. the money was terrible, yeah. but I stuck there for a lot of great reasons. And you got to eat pretty decent pizza every day. Yeah. Then the, um, they let go of the regional, the director of operations for this you know area. And I got the job. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got a call one day, it was my day off. And my boss calls me, he goes, how would you like to go on a work vacation? And I just knew it. I said, What's wrong with the Texas restaurants? Oh, no. And he's like, we had a GM walk out of one. We can't find the regional. Like, he's missing an action. We don't know. The owner's freaking out. We're oh. putting you on a plane like 8 a.m. tomorrow, and you need to go out there and figure it out. And I went from restaurant to restaurant going, holy shit, how yeah. are we still in business? So there were three of them, right? Three of them was for it, in this area, and then there's three in Colorado. Bedford, Arlington. Uh, Alliance yeah. is one. We, I closed that one down. Uh, with the full idea to reopen it, but yeah, the flood story happened. That's another story, right? Yeah, and uh, then we had Arlington and then Wiley, right? Wiley's about so the GM walked out of Arlington, so I kind of made that my home base. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried my best to find a GM for that restaurant, yeah, I just couldn't. That's how I met you, yeah. I'm like, by the way, I'm your boss's boss, but yeah, your boss doesn't exist yet, so <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of me, yeah, <laughs> that's how we met. Mm-hmm. I, I, did you apply or did you? So I moved up here. Or you just walk in the door. I uh, so I, I moved up here and I walked in the door and it was one of the only places mm-hmm. that took paper applications. I'd put in some online and stuff like that. And I was just going around trying to find places that I could actually go in and apply and actually talk to somebody because that's where I excel, you know. That's why I did paper applications. Exactly. Yeah. I believe success lies in the follow-up. Yeah. So, so I give someone an application, they come back and they hound me, they hound me. Mm-hmm. That means you want this job. Yeah. And, and then, uh, so I came in, I did that and I talked to, uh, I think I actually talked to Isaac that day. <laughs> Oddly enough, Good Isaac yeah. gave me this stuff. Shout and, out to uh, my boy. I came back for the interview and I was talking to Jordan at mm-hmm. the time and he was telling me like, we have, okay. we have a head bartender, but it's not really working out. We're trying to find a real head bartender to come up here, take care of business here. And then uh, like about halfway through it, you came in and you started telling me everything that was going on and like how I would fit in and like how you know, there was like room for improvement and everything like that. And like, uh, I was like, dude, I fucking, uh, we're sitting up on like the table, like in that badass like lounge area upstairs. Mm-hmm. I the mezzanine, up the yeah. fucking stairway to heaven and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I was sold on the place itself. And mm-hmm. then you guys sold me on the people, you know. And, we had a good team. Uh, yeah. We, the mean, coolest people. We got through it. it the, the restaurant for the listeners was just in a terrible location mm-hmm. and ownership wanted to charge Seattle prices. Yeah. And when you're next to a sports bar where I went to go work for the competition after yeah. it closed, mm-hmm. where are you doing $2 beers and $2 shots every day for happy hour? Where are the drinkers and the eaters going to go? They're going to yeah. go right there. So and we're, we're charging for five to seven. $7 for a 16 ounce. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. this is Bud Light and shit. Like it was bad. And we had our competition was Texas Live next to all the stadiums, yeah. this huge area of restaurants. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're paying tourist prices there, and we were at tourist prices. Yeah, and and we're tucked in behind, through, like in the middle of like, I want to say it was like kind of by the hotels and stuff, but it was kind of tucked in like by itself, you know. It was, and then there wasn't an exit to get to it; you had to go down. The freeway was under construction the entire like, years. I was. Yeah, running that place. It was just, it was a bad location, and the lighting on the outside it looked like a fucking haunted house. Like I never <laughs> think to fucking go it, in there for. A we year, attracted you know? a lot of biker groups. 
orders yeah a lot and i do my best to say sorry um we're full yeah and I, I would try to and it's funny the place was empty <laughs> right after i left uh my the replacement owner started doing a bike night i remember i had to drive isaac there to get his last paycheck yeah and i look around the entire parking lot of bikes and just yeah. bites and throwing up and just i'm like whoa Wow, I've been gone a week. Yeah, this is already happening. This is to going the, down to, right now. This okay, is already cool. happening. Yeah. Nothing gets people ride bikes, but you know, it, yeah, rougher crowds were yeah. going there. There's certain, yeah, you know, there's certain groups of them that just aren't, you know, they're not conducive to uh, keeping business. So back to the <laughs> yeah. back to the detour. Yeah, you know, right, I right, came right, down right. here, and I mean, I the the owner that at the time as a gene, I didn't have that much. Um, FaceTime with them or other than some emails. Yeah. So he flew down from Boston to meet me. And it's funny, it's a Washington based company and he lived in Boston. Yeah. And he flew down, he's one of the owners, flew down Sounds to meet like me. Really and he was kind of really hands on with the Colorado, Texas region, which, yeah. you know, was about to be handed to me. Mm-hmm. And I, he just kind of looked at me and I said, Can I give you my, you know, can I speak candidly? He's like, Please. I'm like, the fuck is going on with these restaurants? Yeah. Where is your director? Where, what's going on here? Why is this like that? Why is the food coming out like this? What? Yeah. You know, and I was already the uh, training GM, meaning that all managers that got hired in Washington had to be with me for six weeks. Yeah. You know, or two months, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I did all the training. I don't know how I got into that. But one day my boss says, hey, we got three new managers and you're going to train them. I'm like, I've only been with the company two months. He's like, yeah. So um, go ahead and train them the right way. So then train them up. Yeah, cool. So So you you just got out of training. You know how it works. (laughs) Yeah. I was kind of pad training too. So I, I, anyways, so... You know, getting that job, it was really cool. But they said, you know, do you want to leave Seattle? And I said, absolutely. I had to hold it. And when they called me, when I finally flew back, and they're like, mm-hmm. we're going to offer you this amount of money to do this job and blah. And and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I got to pretend like I, I don't want this and not get too excited. Because yes. I'm sorry to all the people that live in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. I hate that state. <laughs> I hate yeah. Seattle. What is it? Is it depressed? Like, is it the rain or what? Is they it? call it the, uh, Seattle, the Seattle freeze, yeah. meaning how cold people are. Um, and I just did, had a hard time making friends out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dirty. Yeah. And not just the rain, but this, the, all the areas, the towns are just kind of gross. I mean, the places I could afford to live. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, some yeah. nice areas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not knocking the whole thing. We're yeah. just his experience. But I'm, I'm taking the one enough. couple places I lived at and I'm knocking the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, the seafood ground being such a foodie, you know, I can eat crab until it explodes. So you can get Dungeons crabs out there for like five bucks a pound. Nice. So I just go yeah. to start with a ton of them. Or and you can go crabbing so you can actually get a cage. Yeah. And the trick yourself. is peanut butter and WD-40 and hang a piece on chicken. And you put the crab pot in there. And doesn't crab pot the taste if they eat WD-40? <laughs> no, it just attracts them to the crab pot. Yeah, It's in the water. It yeah. just somehow attracts them. So hmm. I've caught an enormous amount of crabs so. interesting that's okay. fun yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I did the have weird some little fun. skills of jeff here yeah yeah <laughs> and uh so i i had I had time out there and it was great but when i came out to texas texas really does look a lot like california in certain ways yeah and i'm like okay warmer weather again more sunshine more concrete stucco that type of thing so yeah. it felt more like home but a much affordable home yeah so i, I enjoy that aspect so i got out here and I, I like it. I don't have really any plans to go anywhere. Really? Okay. I, 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 I was it. actually going to ask you if you ever planned on going back to Cali or anything like that. You know, I, I always knew if a job took me somewhere and I did have a couple job offers when I was looking. Uh, one was actually to be, you know, it's regional director for this company in based in the Bay Area, like San Francisco. Yeah. And it was one of those. Here's how quick the conversation was. Hey, honey, you want to move to San Francisco? How much are they paying? 
They're offering 140 for a regional position job. Ask for 350. Uh, <laughs> you can't afford. Yeah. You know, it, it was like a hell no. You know, yeah. the, the conversation went. And then, of course, I was looking up area like apartments and stuff for us. And I mean, we couldn't even get a one bedroom. I mean, we could, but it's stretching. Even at that, really? you know, at a good How much salary. is a one bedroom over there? Like two to 25? Oh, like in the 3,000 plus range. In, in, in the areas where my restaurants would be. Right. And I, I would assume this is closer. Not, not Palo Alto, like Silicon Valley. But yeah, it was in expensive areas. And San Francisco has got some dirty issues yeah. to it. So I don't want to live in that. Yeah. So if, it, if I were to leave Dallas, if it went to another job, I'd have, I'd have another city. I'd have to just think. I mean, the job would have to be worth it. But honestly... Like the Bay Area, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York are kind of those. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in my middle age now mm-hmm. and I kind of like to slow down, enjoy life. Yeah. I don't go out drinking. I don't go to bars. No, I don't yeah. go to, I mean, I like to go to a restaurant here and there and like mm-hmm. a mall close by. Yeah. But I don't need to live in that nightlife. Yeah. Right. I, I want a home in suburbia. Yeah. In fact, if I had a town where it said population, if only like four digits, yeah. I'd be happy living there. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Okay. I, I would be. Yeah. I love to have land. I, I would love to grow things. Yeah. So that's what me and Kristen are talking about. I'll talk to you that off the podcast because we don't have any plans and I don't want to put anything out there in the world. But uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, so you ended up uh, you ended up here in Texas, right? You're trying to save these three failing restaurants. That mm. So what I, yeah. what I was told whenever I got there was there were a lot of people that like some of the managers before had been like stealing money or things like that. And like people were drinking on the jobs and things like that and like giving away things to regulars. And like, I, I, it was just like a lot of that, like they were bleeding money out of there, dude. Yeah. I walked into, not only were the sales terrible because they were managed in from ownership level. Yeah. A lot of things could have changed to build the business because those places should have been packed. Yeah. But the man, there was no oversight. And the oversight that was there, like the guy, the regional lived in Colorado and flew down. Yeah, the guy before him lived in like Austin and would drive up every now and then. I remember meetings, he'd be like, I can only be in my restaurants for so many and bother them. I'm like, yeah, you can be in a restaurant all day long. You could absolutely I can be, I could be next to my general manager at one of my restaurants all day long going, get used to me, motherfucker. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, so they didn't get much oversight. Mm-hmm. So I never went to one location and it was I think the first time I was really like officially got the title, I moved down here and I popped up stairs and I got there early in the morning. So I wanted to see some things mm-hmm. and all the managers cars were there. Cause I've already recognized them. Yeah. And I went upstairs and they're all sleeping in the floor. I mean, by this point, the cooks should have already been there. Yeah. Started some basic preps, getting the pizza oven going. Yeah. And the cooks are waiting outside and like, the door is locked. And I went inside I go upstairs. They're all sleeping in sleeping bags and, this is like the third floor, I guess. Yeah. And they're, they're all in sleeping bags. There's bottles everywhere. Oh. And I kind of, you know, obviously they heard me stomp up. And then the GM at the time looked up. It's like kind of the, oh, shit. Yeah. This is my new boss moment. And I'm like, what is going on? What are we doing here? He's like, guys? well, we gave the cooks the morning off. And we were going to, this manager is going to start all the prep for them. And I'm like, so. So. Uh, <laughs> Explain the sleeping bags and the booze. Like, well, we were drinking last night. Kind of had a work meeting party, and I'm like, "Huh?" On at a failing restaurant. It's it words. I mean, that. I want to get mad. Yeah. I don't want to get. I, I don't. I didn't you don't want to come go. off immediately like that. But but I think the conversation kind of ended. Get your asses up right now. Yeah. Get this place open, and I'm going to have one on ones with each one of you. Nice. Throughout okay, the yeah. week, I left it, but I ended up closing the place down. I yeah. talked to ownership. Said, 
this, this team, I'm going to close it down. Mm-hmm. We're going to wait a month or so. I'm going to re- rehire everything from scratch, every yeah. single person. And we're going to rebrand it as a grand opening. And that, that was the original plan. And then one day I drove there, not to start that plan, but just to get a computer out of the office because my other restaurants needed mm-hmm. a computer. And I get to the restaurant and there's water everywhere. And we've been closed for about a month and a half. Yeah. And I, I, I'm like, the hell? And I walk in the front door and the front door stuck. I'm like, I had to just, you know, rip it open. And it was swelling and then water just pours. And I kind of walk into this area, which I can only classify as like the movie Jumanji. Yeah. There's these giant insects. There's water. I mean, probably about three inches, four inches yeah. on the, everywhere. Just the smell. Right. And I'm walking yeah. through the restaurant and I'll show you pictures because it is on my phone. I, yeah. I saved every video yeah. just for the insurance. And I went upstairs and a bunch of homeless people broke in and they were drinking and whatever, living in out there. And one yeah. of them kicked the automatic flusher and it broke off the toilet upstairs. Yeah. And that water was going Run for, down. we estimate, they, they estimated the, the company, uh, cleanup company about two, three weeks. I think it could have been longer. Yeah. And it was just water for two, three weeks nonstop. Flooded everything, uh, sunk the foundation down several inches. Um, the cleanup, I think, I think it spent about hundred thousand yeah. dollars just to get the water out and to get enough fans in there. You could have just condemned that structure. Well, it, yeah. it pretty much was. Yeah. But I was trying to say whatever. I mean, this is one of my restaurants. Yeah, I, mean, I paid money on this thing being yeah, successful. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I remember walking to the bank next door, going, "How long have you noticed the water?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's been there for a month or so." I'm like. You didn't think to, to call, call a water anybody. company or Nobody. like, yeah, we just thought, you know, you're renovating. I'm like, it's closed. It's there's what no one the there. Fuck are you talking about? Or you just don't care. You just don't care. They didn't care. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how that worked out. Right. So then yeah. I'm left with two here and then a couple in Colorado and mm-hmm. one lost, lost one in Colorado. And uh, I, I got to the point. It was, it was a failing, it was a failing business. I had to move on. Yeah. I moved on. And we had a buyer to buy him out here. And the man, um, if you're listening, you're a con man. He's, and he's I, shit is I what hope, he is. I yeah. hope uh, you get caught one. He had to flee Texas yeah. afterwards. Um, His name's Lee something. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go further than that. And yeah. uh, anyways, so he came in to buy it. We called him Jordan. I called him Willy Wonka because he's like, I'm going to give a Spence account. Go ahead and pick out a BMW right now for a couple of cars. I'm like, okay, we got a guy. He lied yeah. that he owned 50 restaurants. Yeah. I couldn't find anything on the internet about it. He was a him. server at a Cheesecake. He was ended up being a server at Cheesecake yeah. across the street from the fine dining place you and I started. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember when Floyd came, I'm like, does this guy still work here? He's like, oh, no. He fled, like, he fled the country. He fled the country. He's out of here. So he, he, he conned the, the company out of the restaurants without paying them, tried to get me involved. And he was, he was putting everything under my name. That's why I quit. Like the new food company is that he's like, Oh yeah, just put it on your name, put yourself, don't worry, I'll take care of you, blah, blah, blah. Right when I was putting my social security number on stuff, I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not putting that on a credit app. Yeah. You know, you're the owner. You apparently own all these restaurants in Michigan and area and stuff that he lied about. Yeah. So he bought them out and uh, he tanked them in about a month. Yeah. Month or two, you know, but I felt yeah. bad. I got to hear stories from everyone. Mm-hmm. About but, like not getting their W-2s and all those guys. Then he would call me on a nightly basis going, how do I do this? What would you do about this? What are your prices on this? I'm like, I don't, I don't work, work for, for you, you. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, please, I need owner. You know, I'm like, no, no. Have a nice day. Yeah. So he tanked them and sold them. And now one owns, uh, both of them are bulldozed. Oh, really? And then the one in Wiley, I think, turned into a, some sort of taco place. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, the yeah. Wiley one was really nice. It was yeah. Just unfortunate. It was the on building the, was nice. It was on the border. Um, it was a very Christian town. Mm-hmm. It was, if it would have been across the street, we would have been great. But we had to stop selling alcohol at 10 o'clock. 
Ah. It would not let us serve till midnight or 2 a.m., whatever not. Really? And we got a couple, the general manager, great guy. He actually owns his own restaurant now. He he was just this close to getting the console to Peru. Let us stay open a little later. And it's one of the biggest football schools next door to it. Yeah. You know, like, so people are coming out of the games. They couldn't eat the rock. They, they want a beer. They yeah. want you across the street restaurant. Yeah. Because we and were on the border. Crushing it. And yeah. the restaurant started off just making money and then just... Think unfortunate circumstance, unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, it killed itself. Jesus, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're getting to the beat point. Again. We are about to come up on that. I, I sometimes forget, and uh, yeah, it's like the thirty minutes is nice just for the breaks and things like that. But yeah, at the same time, whenever we're in the middle of a story and stuff like that, but I think that's a natural ending point for the rock. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and do that. We'll do another beep, and then we'll hop back on, and we'll see how much more we can squeeze out of Mister Jeff over. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right, so we are back. Um, so Jeff actually has a few things he's got to take care of. So we're going to do a little bit more. We're going to hang out for a second. Um, I'm going to go take over the poor baby. She's in their teeth, and, and she's just really uncomfortable. So Gina's kind of helping soothe her a little bit, but I think she needs a little daddy time here in a minute. So we're going to get that going on. But we do need just to kind of wrap things up with Mr. Jeff here. we got to make sure that he gets his due. You know what I mean? So. I yeah. do. Yes. That sounds bad. This is like this is the time you're like, you remember that one time you cut my shift, you know? <laughs> you give me that day off. Yeah, no, he's, he's about to get it, guys. This last 30 minutes is going to be bagging on Jeff. No. <laughs> be the first. No, so we were talking about The Rock and uh, how things kind of just went, you know, just tits up over there, honestly. Yeah, and so Jeff, you left there and that was right whenever the pandemic happened. I yeah. yeah, and it was funny. I went to... Um, through friends, met, you know, through one of our competing restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, got a call from one of the regionals and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for managers. I'm looking for a good general manager and yeah. want to come aboard. And that was kind of the interview process. Yeah. So I just kind of started working the sports bar and quickly realized it just didn't like it. It's a good company. Um, I really think they got great food. Yeah. They had great bar food, too. You know, yeah. 90% was scratch made. And I like their business model. It's mm-hmm. great. But I just did not like working at a sports bar. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of fights, a lot of tougher clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, I coming from a lot of restaurants where I was kind of the somebody to get things done. There I was just a new number, new manager. Yeah, they didn't really care. They didn't care. And I, I didn't care to even try to say, all right, you could do this. I didn't really want to move up the ladder. Yeah. I just wanted to get my paycheck, go home and try to figure out life a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Did that for about another year, year and a half, actually. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah so yeah. I got to go through the pandemic. At a sports bar. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of the smart people during the pandemic wanted to stay at home. Yeah. A lot of people got all those checks going, I'm going to go out and spend some money. And they were a rough crowd, yeah. to say the least. It was. I felt more bad for you. And, of course, wherever I go, Austin, yeah. in Texas now, every time you're, you know, I said it before, yeah. you're my go-to person going, hey, I need yeah, a bartender. The first bartender. I was the first bartender you called for that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I uh, worked there mm-hmm. and, you know, other than the Thanksgiving. Well, so I was riots. about to run out of my unemployment and I was like, okay, it's about time to go back to work. And like maybe a month before that was about to happen, Jeff gives me a call and he's like, hey, do you need a job? I'm about to start over here at, uh, at Boomers and fucking, uh, I need bartenders and they're having some trouble staffing and like the ones they have or like they're calling in sick all the time, stuff like that. And like, uh, I remember I came in to meet, uh, your boss at that point. And mm-hmm. uh, I came in and I was just wearing like a button up or whatever. And he was like, just sell them like 
you didn't know that this was going to be an actual interview and all this stuff. And I was like, I didn't know I had to dress up for this. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> Which know. is kind of rare. Yeah, yeah normally it's a I didn't know I had to dress up for the, uh, the, for the bartender spot or whatever. And he was like, just sell it, you know, it's whatever. And uh, I sat down with him for a second, then I got the job, and like I started working there. And uh, so Jeff was being groomed to be the general manager yeah. of the store at the time, right? And, yeah, I was in training still. Yeah. Yeah, I got hired. I was in training, but then I finished regular training, and then I was going to replace the other gentleman as the GM until mm -hmm. we got into our fights. Um, yeah. Then, you know, realized that I, I, I don't like this company. Yeah. And I'm not happy. Yeah. And I did my job. I did it well. Yeah. And uh, some events happened where higher ups, I got a real bad taste. You know, something happened. Like I left a little early one day because the other manager's like, get out of here. It's slow. Yeah. There's like four of us here. Well, just get out. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, you know, we work long hours. I get home and I get a call from the president of the company going, hey, I stopped by your store. Where are you? Yeah. I'm like, I just, um, I just walked in the door. I think I left like 45 minutes early. Mm -hmm. But it was a 12 hour day. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, there was, there was a bunch of managers there. And he's yeah, like, and they wanted what you're going to do is you're going to get in your car and come back and you're going to close the restaurant. I'm like, no. okay. What? You have to say that, you know? Okay. Yeah. So that was the president of the company. Yeah. And the newly just promoted to president. Uh, so okay. I went back there and after that, it's funny because my direct boss kind of, and he was the coolest guy in the world. Shout out to a guy named Jimbo. And he just sat down. He's like, man, you're fucked. He's oh, like, no. I love you, dude. He's like, I love you. I know what you're capable of, but my boss hates you. Oh, and that, on that? that ruined my whole career. Yeah. To the end. They wow. ruined my career to the end. There's nothing I could have done. In fact, they did everything they could to get rid of me. They put moved me to the worst locations, the worst schedules, the worst shift. And the thing is, every GM at that point I worked with would be like, they'd come to me going, hey, how do I do this? Or what would you do? And, yeah. You know, so I was still running things behind the show, but I didn't have any title or pay. Yeah. And I knew it was time. So I was looking, but it was the pandemic. Yeah. Restaurants were closing. They weren't hiring. Yeah. So I was stuck there yeah. <laughs> for a while. And then the fine dining gig happened. And we told the story about yeah. that already. We met the man, Dennis, who was an absolute fucking rock star. One of the coolest dudes. I'd love to run into him again. So cool, dude. I would love to just sit down and have a beer with that dude. Honestly. Yeah, he would be an interesting I would person work for too. that dude again. I, mm -hmm. I love that guy, dude. He was so cool, so knowledgeable. And, like, he was the kind of guy, like, you know, he's educated and he's very, like, high class and things, but he'd drop the F-bomb every once in a while and stuff, and like, he would talk to you like you're an actual fucking person, you know? He was uh, one of few people in my later in my career that I was learning a lot of stuff from him. Yeah. I mean, he was a sommelier, and that's one area, like fine wine, I've just Same. never yeah. completely, uh, I don't care. Yeah. Because I, I don't really drink okay. it, and yeah. I couldn't. I work at no. sports bars. They don't care, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah. so I don't drink wine. He was educating me from like the oak barrels difference between French and American, and I was sipping, going, "Wow, I can taste that." Yeah, and someone was explaining it to me, and it made it more fun. Yeah, so I was learning so many great things from him, and then he bails out on me like two months into the job, and in then, the middle of uh, opening the second restaurant. Yeah, yeah, and, and kind of calls yeah. me. He's like, "I am so sorry, but I just can't take these people yeah. anymore." And then, then I learned he was the buffer between me and the people, yes. the ownership. Yeah. And then that buffer went away with him gone. And then I got the full front full of, of that, yeah. the, his job. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I don't like these people. Yeah. They were really. And mean. at the same time, we're trying to staff that place up and everything. And we have a bar manager who was one of the workers from the other store. He decided, so he, uh. Got two COVID. days, he two got, days before. Two days opening. before we opened, he got COVID quote unquote. 
completely disappeared, fell off the map, talking about, uh, I'm about to go into the hospital, or they're going to put me on a respirator. It wasn't just my bar manager. Like he was my only manager. Yeah. And he it was knew. you and him. Yeah. yeah. We were doing the staffing. Yeah. I think he just got overwhelmed or whatever, whatever the fuck it is, dude. You, you said you were going to do it. You didn't do it. It's okay. But. And the uh, staff pitches in to get him a good, you know, like, I'm like, hey, guys, let's all pitch in. I'll buy it. And I, I paid for my own money, actually. Yeah. And pitch in. I'm going to swipe the credit card. Yeah. Bought him some eighty dollar gift basket and this that. And we send uh Chena. She's like, okay, I'll take it over to his house. Knocks on the door. His roommate opens the door. And goes, what's up? And we're like, this is for uh, where his name was. Yeah. And they're like, how's, how's he feeling? Which hospital is that? We're trying to find him out. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's in the backyard. Yeah, he's not sick. He doesn't work there anymore. He got fired. And you're like, Jeff, did you fire him? Like, no, I did no, not. Absolutely did not fire sad. him. And. Uh, <laughs> He was faking it the whole time. Yeah. And she I love how Shayna, firecracker she is, grabs the gift basket out of the roommate's hand and goes, Well, I'm taking this back. Yeah. Brings yeah. it back to me. And I'm like, she's like, Well, you bought yourself a gift basket. <laughs> I sit in the office and I just gave go, treats to people. I'm like, hey, good job today. I had some goobers. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up taking the bar manager spot because he was supposed to be our bar manager. And they just wanted to fucking run me ragged along with Jeff. And Jeff actually went to bat for me saying, like, he's the full-time writer, which I'm not technically a full-time writer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did my I, best to get you out of that for What did you say? I write for a newspaper or some shit like I that. said you were an investigative journalist or something <laughs> so along those like, lines. Like, yeah. No, like, why is he not here every single day working the bar? Yeah. And, and like, you had a kid on the way. Yeah. Finishing your books. So and... he really saved my ass on that. And uh, it got, I'd say, about a month and a half in. I was like, dude, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. Like. We have to hire somebody. And we finally hired somebody. I literally like threw the reins at him. I was like, dude, you've done this before. I I just learned it. I'm doing it, but I don't want to do it. So just fucking take this and do it. Yeah. And so he took over, did all that. And then I put my two weeks in after that, because even after I had released my bar management deal or whatever the fuck you want to call it, they were still making me do the work. And I was mm -hmm. like, dude. Like, this is not my job. This is not what I signed up for. I will run this bar. I can fucking, I can rock and it was this bar out all the time, anytime you want. But The most complicated bar yes. I have ever seen. And the most aggressively idiotic management or ownership that I've ever they seen. They would just sit there and yell at you at the bar window. Yeah. And no drink was a pour or make a cocktail. Everyone was, it was craft it was bartending pour, it was beyond. Five to ten ingredients with builds with different garnishes with different everything that you could possibly think of different like aromatics and things like that things that you, nobody gives a fuck dude like nobody cares mm -hmm. they just want to have a drink you know mm -hmm. and they and it was south lake dude these are parents that are taking their kids to school they just want to have a fucking margarita the, yeah. the frozen margarita sold more than anything because they don't give a fuck dude they and just the damn margarita. brand new machine wouldn't stop leaking oh my god dude there were so many i would things. get things yelled at i'm like this is not my fault why and are you yelling at me beautiful bar yeah. that was set up totally ass backwards and they just would not listen uh -huh. they wouldn't fix anything they were throwing money at everything except for the bar and it was just it was a tough time to staff yeah it was a tough time we had no training Yep. You know, I, I had to open this restaurant, hired everyone. And like people's first day, I'm handing you an apron going, You're I know you know how to take now. tables. You've worked for me for years. Yeah. And the, the, the crazy part is I had people moving in from out of state. Yeah. I had people living at my house until they could find an apartment close by. They were moving out of state because I asked them to. And I said, I have this great gig. And, and people did make money. 
Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, people made some really good servers. I was making good money whenever I was... Uh, servers are doing more than I was. Whenever I was making know. the money. Whenever I was uh, doing the bar management gig. But once I... Because I wanted to work morning bar. Because I was about to have a baby. I was trying to work on my book and things like that. Like, wanted my nights off to be able to deal with this kind of stuff. And I'd come in in the morning. And it's not a morning bar kind of a place. And, like, I've made... I made good money just because they were tipping me really well. But the entire time I was getting bitched at by the fucking ownership. Because they were there all day. They were there all day just to they bitch about leave. things. They weren't there to fix things. They were there to bitch at you. They just sat there and... and Ask stupid questions. They would... What's the term I want to say? They would just sit there and judge. Yes. They would just sit there and judge. Why are you doing Jeff? What, I would be dealing with one there situation no and the owner would walk up and going, why is there someone at the front door and why isn't one of your staff helping? Why aren't you controlling this? I'd be in mid-conversation with a guest about something. Yeah. You know, and it was a very expensive menu. Yeah. You know, and the chef. <sighs> yes. Yeah. His yeah. celebrity he's, chef he's that, that was guy. just not a nightmare to work with. And yeah. the things he would say was asinine. Not great with people. No. And he had no idea how to run a bar. They would literally walk behind the bar, grab bottles, take them to their table. And sit there and drink, which and is just talk so illegal in TABC laws. Exactly, yeah, you can't just be grabbing. They it. would have, and uh, one thing that Benji really, like, I thought it was so funny. One of their daughters, who is, has nothing to do with the company, not on payroll, nothing like that, came behind the bar, was like trying to tell them how to do things. He said, "Hey, do you have your TABC license?" And she was like, "No, why should I have that?" And he's like, "Get out from behind the bar because it's illegal for you to be back here. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here." And that's just how it went. And he, the the one thing, whenever it came down to, it was Sammy at the time. That he told him that, and he was like, okay, I get that. Yeah, I totally get that. That's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. But, like, why do you allow your children to have to act like this at your restaurant, and you're just going to let this shit slide where a bartender has to check these motherfuckers? You know what I mean? Like, you should know the laws. You should know how to wrangle in your children and get these motherfuckers out of your business. That was one of the, I'm convinced, the deciding points why my boss quit. Because yeah. she sat me down one day and said, you know, I heard one of you tell one of the couple of the employees that your boss, Dennis, and I said, he is my boss. And she's like, no, I'm your boss. You work for me and my family. So you report to me. So this is right before we opened the restaurant. So I got on the phone right as she left the door. I'm like, who is this chick? Never met her. Yeah. And why is she telling me she's my boss? And he's sitting there on the phone going, I, Jeff, I don't know why she's saying that. I don't understand. And. I know, that was the last time I heard from him, and he walked out. Same quit. day he walked out. And then out, he did call me after, way desk. after he quit, and did say, I said, dude, did I cause you to quit by telling you that information? Because I was just sitting there saying, I've worked for some crazy families before, uh-huh. and this I'm already seeing is one of them. Yeah. When you painted a picture, we're a big company, we're, we're on restaurant number seven, and we're going to grow, and you're going to be a regional. And I'm like, this is not acting like a company of daughters. Yeah. You know, very, you know, the shoot. You know, the car she drove, she didn't work. She just, family had massive amounts of And money. she wasn't even part of the company. She was just banking off of it. She was getting a check from her father, basically. Yeah. And so then and she'd come into the restaurant acting like she knew what the fuck was going on. Had never served, never worked in a kitchen, never been in the restaurant. Was it funny to watch them on the floor? Lunch. Oh they would God, go on the floor dude. and they'd take over and try to manage it with me. And I, they would just, I, my face would just... I, I had to, uh, no wonder why your girlfriend, after hanging out with me, because yeah. she worked at the job too. I got yeah. her a job. And the first time we hung out at New Year's and she's like, wow, you're actually kind of relaxed. And yeah, cool, you're Jeff. a cool guy, dude. Yeah. I just had steam at that restaurant coming out of my ears all, all day time, long, yeah. every day, stressed. I mean, yeah. I, I got to the point where Benji was behind the bar working a lunch shift and I worked until 6 a.m. 
doing payroll, went and slept for a couple hours, went right back. I'd work the entire, every yeah. day just getting there going, I have to be here for like 18 hours. Yeah. And I remember and I was sitting down the bar and my, I started getting chest pains. Yes. The, uh, the owner was just there killing me. And then the chef was there killing me. And I was just on pins and needles. And and I'm sitting behind the bar and I'm like, my chest kind of hurts. And Benji just kind of looks at me. I remember his eyes getting big. I remember everything just going black. And I just passed out into the ice bin. So uh, it was lack of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and, it wasn't and, a heart attack. And right. it wasn't in Benji Law, it was a heart attack. Yeah. I was scared too. Yeah. But Benji's grabbing, he's like, holy cow. He's going, Benji will speak his mind. You yeah. know, right to the owner, he's going home right now, or yeah. I'm going to call someone and tell him about what you do. Yeah. Benji was just out of control. Thank God. And yeah. they, they, they got someone from another restaurant. They're like, hey, get one of this. The other restaurants had like four managers each. Yeah. They could just loan me somebody. I asked mm-hmm. for it. They're like, no, that won't work out. They wouldn't even send us workers from their place. They wouldn't send us bartenders or anything. Nothing like to help either. out. Yeah. So they actually, I was able, that was the one day, it was like midway through, I was able to go home and I got home telling my girlfriend, I'm like just shaking pale white. She's like, you need to go lay in bed. You yeah. need to force some sleep. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I lost it. Yeah. And it was the best part of it is they fired me. I didn't even have to quit. Yeah. They actually fired me. Yeah. And I was, well, just, it was, so they hired a new manager and it was a guy of their specific they, type that they liked. They wanted something like particular yeah. and I wasn't that person. You and know? They pulled him on and he started going around telling everybody, I'm about to be the new general manager. I'm about to take it, take control of this stuff. And so, we were like, okay, well then, fuck you. We're. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm. I. I left before anybody else. Like, yeah, I'm done with this shit, dude. I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. After everything that they put me through, I was like, I'm done. And then, like, I and you kept telling me, you're like, dude, what do I need to do to get you to stay? I was like, I don't know how much longer you have to even help me with. This. Well, I so think I'm at that point I was opening my wallet, going, how much money exactly is it? Yeah. I was paying people on my own wallet to stay here. Here's an extra hundred bucks. Here's a hundred bucks, please, to stay today. Just please, just stay. You know, yeah. and. When they were cutting your pay too, yeah, they they yeah. didn't give me that was promised to me, and then like, okay, our health benefits, and they're like, oh no, we're not doing that. I'm like what? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not a server. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do all these hours. I'm a general manager, you know, I'm, I'm, a I'm already about employee. ready to die. Yeah, I'm so, working double the amount of time that you need. Bonuses, to get. I mean, nothing. They 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 didn't say or do anything, and yeah, that's the thing we're running a small business. Yeah, and it was funny. I was even hemming and hawing to my word. father yeah. about this. My dad was telling me a story of a family friend who went to go work for, um, I'll say it, Little Caesars Pizza when oh. they're a family-owned business. I don't think it's the same family. He was the director of human resources, and one day the owner came up to me and goes, um, "My daughter's gonna be the director of human resources now, so uh, you're just gonna be the manager." And he's like, "Excuse me." And this guy was very accomplished in life. Yeah, I mean, he was head of HR for all six white scene bars. Yeah. So, I mean, he was very accomplished. So he's like, excuse me. And the daughter was like, right out of college. Uh, and that's what family businesses do. Yeah. You know, nepotism, obviously. But uh, I no more family businesses. Yeah. And I didn't know this going in the job, you know, but. I didn't even know it was a family business at the beginning. I thought it was like a nice corporate. Me too. Good I was told you know? it was completely different. Yeah. All the pictures that they painted. Yeah. And when they I sold got there. It's yeah. okay. It doesn't kill you, make you stronger. Yeah. I like to believe. And I now I can say they're. We learn things. They're yeah. fun stories. Yeah. Even, you know, off camera, we could probably talk about 100 things that we saw in that restaurant. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and, and how you and I bullshit our way to just get it open. Yeah. And, and like, again, when I said it was one of the toughest bars, being in the business for as long as I've been, and I'm looking at the mezcals and tequilas, and I've never heard of one of them. Yeah. And like all these liquors and wines, I've never even heard of. I've well, see, the thing once. was, they were ordering them for them. They didn't care if anybody bought them. 
because they were going to go back there and pull that bottle and drink it. They didn't give a fuck. I never once sold that Hibiki, the fucking Japanese liquor. That nobody, we had. Oh, that I got screamed and yelled at every week for not being on the shelf. Because it's I couldn't in get the, the middle of the pandemic. Like, yeah. there's no way to fucking order it. It was on back order for months. And whenever it finally came in, they fucking drink it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. what do you expect me to do? I remember whenever the owner came over to me and he was like, you need to order this and this and this. And he's like, because... I want it this way, and I want it this way, and I want it this way. I'm like, so what are we ordering this for exactly? And so I ordered multiple bottles because I thought we needed inventory of it for the customers. She's like, oh, no, we just we just need the one. You need to send that other one back. I'm like, so do you want to just take this home and put it in your fucking liquor cabinet? Or like, what are we doing here? How do you want me what to return this right now? This yeah. you, Texas doesn't work that way. You doesn't can't just return like bottles. Yeah. You know. And he's just a fucking idiot. We'll just go ahead and stop that there. Yeah. But, so, yeah. To, you know, kind of wrap it up. Yeah. Life took some time off. And I found a corporate gig for a very high-end retailer. Yeah. And I run one of the restaurants in there where basically the restaurant's purpose is to schmooze the guests to go buy tens of thousands of dollars in high-end clothes, jewelry, furnishings. Yeah. And my restaurant, the over, it, it, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. You know, they don't want to talk about numbers. Because they, they, don't they, they do, but they, they, they want the guests happy. They want them taken care of. Yeah. And they want, it's great food. You know, it's a nice bar. It has all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it clo- it's only open till three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. It closes. So I'm home every night for dinner. There you go. And I make dinner and Sounds like you enjoy found a little money hole there, buddy. Yeah. I, I, you're going to pry this debt restaurant from my cold dead fingers. <laughs> like I literally, I told they, they gave me a phone. No restaurant. I've used my phone for everything. They said, oh, here's your iPhone. I'm like, you just giving me an iPhone? They're like, yeah, you need it for work. I'm like. Well, you're fucking right, but what? Yeah, you're right. But, but. <laughs> like what? So everything that keeps on popping, I'm just like, I'm. This is where I'm gonna wrap my career up, unless you, you know my podcasting career takes off. Yes, you know, uh, which we will get to work on immediately. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, no, this is gonna be my retirement. Or I can do a good twenty career, which we're gonna get to work on as well. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why my nephew was just saying that he's like, you have the time to start writing things down again. Let yeah. me help you. He's very good with. He's a very good linguistic and yeah, he's articulate. I'm terrible. I can't yeah. write. Like I have a hard enough time speaking correctly. Yeah. So it, it would be kind of fun to kind of just play with that. Yeah, so, you never know. I'm down with it, dude. Yeah. So big things coming in the future for Mr. Jeff over here. We're going to be talking about some things, man. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope uh, I get more than two listeners, which is you and me. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, I hope everyone had a fun time. I had a fun yeah. time just telling a story. I had a good time, man. This is this is actually been like super awesome, dude. And just to be able to sit down with you after a good long while and I know, and the, 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 we'll, we'll wrap it up with this. Um, during my vacation time between the fine dining restaurant and now, uh, Ostin and I were, were like, let's, let's go back to the gym again. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's start working out. And we were doing a few days a week, eating yeah. healthy. And, yeah. and, and, and I'm, you I'm know, I have my way of working bit, yeah. out. He has his way of working out. Yeah. And I've cursed your name so many times after leg day. Like when we're doing yeah. squats and doing stuff like, and then Regina came with us one time where she's yeah. like, I'm not working out with him anymore. <laughs> like, like we couldn't, we were legally disabled. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that pisses anyone off because we couldn't walk for three days. Yeah. We just laid in bed. Just, oh, yeah. Like, and then you get that fucking, you get that swell after and you feel fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's you know rough what? in but the beginning. It, you got to get past that. Yeah. It felt good because I, I started seeing improvement, especially yeah. my benching. And I'm like, I have yeah. my goals to do this. And you're like, oh, I just did it the other day. Yeah. So I'm back to doing that a little bit again. Not mm-hmm. as much. I kind of missed the uh, ladder drills. I yeah. I want to work out again. The ladder yeah, we need to get back. He puts his little ladder drill down and we have fun. We're kind of bunny hopping, doing stuff, but it, yeah. it like hurts you. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird cardio that you just don't think you're doing cardio, you know? 
So, you know, starting to work out 44 years old. Oh, yeah. 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 So, hey, it's better, better late than never, bro. For real. Yeah. They say it's and the most they will prolong, yeah. prolong your life. They say uh, the older you get, the more important it is to actually weight, lift yeah. weights because mm-hmm. that's will keep your bone density. Just, yeah. I've been listening to way too much Rogan. I know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, did you hear the one where he was talking to the Neo or Toe guy? You need to listen to that. One I don't that even guy, look at the titles. I just play them in order. And just that guy will thing. save your knees. That guy will save. Yes, your knees. I did. That's the knee the guy. guy. Yes, yes. Yeah, I. Exactly. We listened to that on the way home from Houston. Talking and about the, the backward sled or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just pushing sleds that. around. I'm thinking, yeah. well, I can't really push a sled around my home, but <laughs> you can do it in your gym. You totally could. Oh, just tie think about that. Just tie a rope. I'm so convinced I'm the only person's ever gone to my gym in like three years. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We I'll take a weight down, seen, put it down, and I'll be there a week. Two later. other people in there, and they were on their phones the whole time we were in there. So. Yeah, and they see us and kind of went scattled. They like fucking it. left. Like, oh shit, someone else like, here. Oh, somebody oh, actually wants to work out. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you. Absolutely, dude. I'm so Fun glad time, to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great time. Yeah. So yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up here. So go ahead and if you're at if you're at this point just go ahead and uh you've already listened to this episode listen to all the others go ahead and hit that little follow button on the fucking uh spotify thing over here i think it's like right there i don't know if you, i know y'all can't see this but if you're watching the youtube video like a fucking goober uh there's a follow button there's also a couple of places where you can like i think you can donate to the podcast i don't know i haven't really talked about it or anything like that, i've donated to your career and a life that. enough oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a job i currently have is one you gave me still so yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, just keep up with everything, man. Uh, I will be having Jeff on again at a certain point. I don't know when, but uh, we're just being able to sit down and talk to you. We wouldn't even have to do like your life story or anything like that. We could literally oh, we could we could go into some really funny and great conversations yeah. outside a restaurant. Oh, absolutely. I could, yeah. you know me. I could talk Star Wars to movies to <laughs> anything all day long. So we didn't get your even Game of Thrones. Right? You got me into that. And we finished that? it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, we finished it. I, I enjoyed the last episode. Everyone's I like, it was awful. And I'm like, well, I binge watched the whole thing well, a week and a half. Well, because of all the people that wanted it to end a certain way and they had their own predilections about like how things were supposed to go based on the books and things like that. And like, I was still learning the characters and memorizing their names by the last episode. Yeah. We, we did it in such a short period of time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I had nicknames for everyone. You know, I, know of course you I could that. get their names. I'm like, blind chick lady, this chick lady, yeah. you know, the gorilla guy. You know, yeah. I, I had names for everyone. We would crack my girlfriend up in bed. She's like, yeah. you stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> trying to watch. Talking yeah. Game of Thrones with people now. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that one dude. And I had plenty of names for everyone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's fine. I enjoyed yeah. it. That's dope. Okay, yeah, yeah. So on that note, Game of Thrones. Good yeah. Watch. Two okay. thumbs up. We're going to go ahead and get out of here, guys. You guys be good. Keep up with the life of detours and uh, keep on your own detours, guys. All right. Bye.